And welcome, everybody, to the Something Something Podcast. Oh, we're two cis white males are going to continue talking about Kenobi, no matter what God thinks. Yes. No matter what gods that haven't been killed by Thor think. The movie, not the character. Oh, cool, we got another sub. What? Look at us. Yep. We're growing. We're at 36 now. We're still ahead on episodes. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Um... The only but goal yeah. we're trying to reach. So welcome everyone. Uh, we uh, first, right off the bat here, if you could, give us a like, give us a subscribe, any comments, all that fun notification stuff. To Beat the shit out of that notification bell. Yeah. Let's you the, could, uh, let's, one, lets you know when we're live, two, lets you know when a video's up, and three, helps us stick out on the algorithm. Yeah, because we're all trying to find an algorithm. Yeah, because, you know, this is an oversaturated market. and What, what two white guys don't have a podcast? Exactly. You know? So, <laughs> if you love us, tell your friends. Especially uh, two white guys having a podcast currently talking about Star Wars and, and Marvel <laughs> shit. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Who's not ranting about this? Although we are behind on Obi-Wan, so that's fine. Um, right off the bat, nerd news. Nerd news. News for nerds. Nerds who love news, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's quiet and doobly, yeah. That's his favorite part of the entire podcast. That's the only reason I'm here. Yeah, we could literally just turn it on and do that every week and he'd be fine. I would drive all the way up here just to drive home for that. <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, so an update. So you know how Sony, or yeah, Sony really likes making terrible movies about Spider-Man villains? Oh, yeah, that's like their favorite pastime. So we have an update as far as the Craven the Hunter movie that seemed like it could be good because mm-hmm. of who was playing Craven. Who was playing Craven? Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, yeah, okay. Apparently, he's going to be a vegan animal rights activist just, just hunting people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, instead of like a hunter who just kind of is sees you, humans or like Spider Man is like the next most. So he's going to be he's going to be PETA in five years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's PETA personified. That's perfect. I like it. So that's that's yeah. So the drastic change there from like the ultimate hunter to the son of the ultimate hunter because like his dad's gonna be like the real Craven, but old and retired, and he's the vegan animal rights activist son of a hunter. So he's Craven Junior. Basically, Craven the second. Kind of. Okay. So that's that's sure. that's a Fuck thing. It. Let's do it. That's happening. I'm sure, you know, after the banger that was Morbius, I'm sure this will be a fantastic fucking movie. It's fucking Morbin time, boys. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Thor Love and Thunder is currently expected to see a 68% box office drop in its second weekend. Don't that's worry, guys. This week. That's this weekend. Yeah, that's, that's this upcoming weekend. I wanted to say that today, since our next episode, will, which is due on Wednesday, these should be back-to-back. Um, it's... Uh, Hi Jazz. Hi Jazz. Jasmine, welcome. Hello. So yeah, our next one's gonna be Thor, and uh, yeah, wanted to just kind of point that out. So that's that's dropping. Yay. Um, there have been adding adding to the sadness that is Marvel. There's actually been a lot of VFX artists that there's like a whole subreddit that's been coming out about different VFX artists that have quit pretty much the industry completely. Like they're looking for a new job just because working for Marvel on special effects has become a nightmare. 
Which I believe, because the quality has gotten shitty, and I don't blame the artist for that. It's very clearly the studio and the oversaturation of... I mean, fuck, in one of our last episode, we talked about like the 30 to 50 different Marvel and Star Wars things that are planned for just the next year and a half alone. Like, God, those poor people. Yeah, I mean, leave it to Marvel to ruin other facets of the movie-making industry, right? Mm-hmm. They can't and, just stop its story. <laughs> yeah, no, and what's sad about this is, like, Marvel gave us Infinity War, and look how good that looked, versus the last six movies and shows. So, yeah. Um, We've become cynical. Oh, we really have. That's what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Twitter Elon update. Oh. So, Elon... Pulled his bid for Twitter because Twitter was not uh, supporting, like, because he was basically asking for, like, the records that would prove, like, the amount of bots that were on there, and Twitter was refusing to provide them. So he pulled out of the deal. So now, apparently, Twitter is suing Elon to try to force him to honoring his deal and buying, basically trying to force him to buy Twitter. Weird how they went from don't let him buy it to now we want to make him buy it. So Elon actually posted, like, a meme just making fun of twitter for this because they did that and now that it's going to court he gets to in court force them to reveal the information about how many bots they have on twitter (laughs) so and he posted that kind of implying that was his long planned game all along (laughs) (laughs) so say what you will about the man i have to give him props for that the long con baby i'm in for it all right and some ASMR action. Yeah, how about his? Um, the Yu-Gi-Oh, the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh, Kazuki Takahashi, mm-hmm. uh, has passed away. He's sixty years old. Wow. He was discovered about a thousand feet off the shore of Okinawa, Japan, in uh, di- wearing diving gear, um, or snorkeling, snorkeling equipment specifically. So it seemed like he'd just been attacked by an unknown marine animal. So. With the lesson between him and Steve Irwin is celebrities, who are wonderful people, stop going swimming in oceans. <laughs> <laughs> Leave marine life alone. Yes. You're too valuable. You are both too valuable. Um, this was something that we called way back when we did the Hawkeye review. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio will have been confirmed as returning for Marvel's Echo. So the Echo series about... Uh, Echo. Echo. Um, that we knew, like, you know, after she shot Kingpin in the face off screen. Um, we knew just based on that setup, what was likely to happen is that Daredevil, which is kind of what who was responsible for her path to redemption in the comics, and Kingpin would likely be in it, and now we have that as confirmation. Um, Ta- Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. who brought us Thor Love and Thunder, is supposed to be bringing us a Star Wars movie. And he asked Natalie Portman if she'd like to be in <laughs> one for the first time. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so that tells you how much faith we have in that film. And our review of Thor Love and Thunder will add to how much faith we have in that film. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bad movie. Just... A quick, quick heads up, mm-hmm. in case you were wondering. Yeah, spoiler-free review. Spoiler-free review of Thor: Love Ooh. and Thunder. Initially, back so way back when, some of these I want to save to the end, but some of these I want to talk about now. They're related to Kenobi. 
from so one of the the original writer back when Kenobi was supposed to be a movie has come out and talked a lot about what's changed from the script that he gave Disney to begin with versus what we got for the show. So originally, Ty, uh, Tamura Morrison was supposed to be back as Commander Cody. With the chip removed, and Obi-Wan was only going to be leaving Tatooine because he was going to be leaving Commander Cody behind to be guarding over Luke. Oh, that's so cool. Right? That's so cool. So instead of just like the sad, homeless soldier that we get for five seconds he was going to actually have a role in the in the story and be back as commander cody um because and there and there's uh there's a there would have been a guilt kind of it's kind of like a double redemption arc story kind of for obi-wan with what you know failing the universe and then commander cody failing in that you know getting chipped and, mm-hmm. and all of that fun stuff. oh yeah that could have played together very nicely. Mm-hmm. Too bad they didn't fucking do it. Um, Ezra Miller report. <laughs> oh my god, Ezra Watch twenty twenty two. Um, this is more about the Flash movie. Warner Brothers is currently still committed to releasing the Flash in theaters spe- exclusively because it was a two hundred million dollar budget film, and so it's just it cost too much to make for them to risk. Like the losses of risk of like tossing it straight to DVD or putting on HBO Max directly, so it's it, they're still committed to a uh, June twenty twenty three release date. We'll see what happens. Are they still filming? Why is it no? I don't so late. Um, I'm wondering if just certain changes to like the DCEU overarching plotline is why. Like, there's movies that like quote unquote have to come out first. Oh, okay. Plus, honestly, I'd rather a movie be quote-unquote done and get a year and a half in post-production to just have the VFX look amazing rather than... Three weeks? like Marvel Yeah, rather than like with what Marvel did with Thor, give us a trailer a month before the movie comes out. Um, yeah, so that's, that's nerd news. Oh, no, there's one more bit of nerd news. <gasps> Our news again. We have news for us. Oh. So... Podcast update. Yep. We are... We're quitting... Yeah, <laughs> this is our final episode, everyone. Yep, we figured um, we'd go out on a bang on something we really enjoyed. Yeah, we're gonna tease you with the Thor episode, but we're just not gonna do it. No, nope, you'll never it see us. It was that again. bad; it made us quit film walking. Watching. <laughs> you'll never see us again. No, but in reality, it Congrats. did make us discuss shutting down. The, like, I, it's yeah, Thor: Love and Thunder was so bad we discussed ending the podcast. Yeah, we discussed not doing this. We anymore. seriously <laughs> we, discussed we seriously being did. done for our own mental health and sanity. <laughs> Because of that, we're kind of working out some different changes. Um, one, branching out in the content we discuss, so there might be a wider range of topics, so there might not be stuff for everyone. Maybe doing some anime, uh, doing video games, just different things like that. On top of that, for our own sake, um, just because, I mean, each each episode is kind of a, between the two of us, like a six to eight hour devotion. Just between watching whatever it is, discussing it here. I mean, which doesn't sound like a lot, but we also have full time jobs. Yeah, like and, this, this and is, lives that we're yeah, trying to live. Is, we love all of you, but goddamn it, you're not. Yeah, all thirty six of you are not <laughs> paying enough money to keep us going forever. So, food. She knows. Yep, <laughs> that was cat food. Um, yeah, the, all thirty six of you are not keeping us alive. What the fuck? God, guys. God, um, fuck you guys, man. <laughs> <laughs> and so, 
but no but on a, on a legitimate note so just yeah so just with with our between our full-time jobs between just us wanting to work on ourselves we've been i know we've been talking about it a lot in the last few episodes with the, what are we doing it's branched off of what tv shows and movies we're watching and ways that we're trying to better ourselves <laughs> in our day-to-day lives how are you bettering your life uh I start s- eating spinach again <laughs> Yep, and other than that, I go to the gym a lot. Why? To counteract the eight hours of mental torture I put myself through every week. And it's not the disgusting part. That part we legit enjoy. It's just there's there's a lot of dog shit coming out. Yeah, I mean, if we were exclusive, like if I was such a, if I had Marvel's dick, or Disney's dick rather, so far down my throat that I liked everything that they put out regardless of what it was, Yeah, maybe this wouldn't be so taxing. Right, but just most of what's coming out, hasn't been super great has not and like the good stuff has has carried us along for sure but so what we want to do we're still excited for still excited for bullet train i'm so excited for bullet train um but yeah so we're gonna cut down i do have a a buddy one of the regulars at the bars who wants to be a guest for the thor episode so okay we might have a guest for that one fuck yeah um and so but either way what uh, what we want to do is kind of go either buy like we'll figure this out off screen and we'll let you know in the next episode but either we're gonna go bi-weekly or do like the second and fourth Wednesday of every month kind of a thing. So it's this way you're getting us like twice a month or every other week. We'll 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 figure that out. We'll figure it out. Uh, and we'll let you guys know on the on the Thor episode for Sherzies. But because we want to give you something that's consistent, but we also, you know, we need to allow ourselves to function and exist. And that's that's the one thing. Like we don't if we ever shut down the podcast, it would be temporary. It is something we both do enjoy doing. Um but rather than just shutting it off for three or four months, this is what we want to do at first. There's a possibility that that's not enough, and we do shut it down for a few months just to just to kind of work on ourselves and, and catch up on our lives in mm-hmm. general. Mm-hmm. But this is this is our first kind of trial. So for the next few few episodes, we'll be uh, we'll be biweekly, and that will also kind of give us a little bit wider net each recording as far as what we want to talk about. So this way we're not kind of forced to do the shitty movie that comes out every week. <laughs> but, yeah. So that's that's the wrap-up of Nerd News. Nerd News is over, bitches. Now let's talk about Kenobi. Yeah, parts Still, four, five, and six. Uh, I just want to bring this up. I don't know why the fuck they interrogated a 10-year-old. <laughs> I yeah, don't so- understand why it was like actually like... It was just like bad cop interrogation, dude. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even yeah. like... It wasn't good cop, bad cop. Like, hey, you know, do you It was just candy? fucking third sister just in there screaming at her. Threatening what do you know? Torture her. She's like, what <sighs> the fuck do you mean, what do I know? I barely know multiplication. What the fuck do you mean, what do I know? Yeah, and like, to kind of recap, so where we left off, end of the last episode, Obi-Wan got injured, but not really, and Leia got kidnapped, but not really. So that's that's where we are right now. So Leia's been kidnapped by Reva, and Obi Wan mm-hmm. has burns only in places that are not visible when he wears his clothes. So this way, it doesn't break canon with Episode Four. Yep. Despite yep. his face being shoved into fire. But the Force protected his face yep. from the fire. See, the, you know what? I figured it out. If Mormons also had the Force between the magic underwear and the Force, everything would be protected. Damn. Because the underwear would protect everything but the face, and the Force protects the face. We solved it. You just need to be a Mormon Jedi. God damn, she's coming for my hair again. I can I can feel it. Nah. I think she just wants you to open the door. Nope. You gotta fight me for it. Um. So yeah, we get an uh, an initial little montage of Obi Wan 
in the back to tank because you know is he going to survive? Yes, obviously. And we get the, as some people call it, the fun parallel of Obi Wan and Anakin in the back to tanks together, and it oh my gosh shows that Obi Wan has a hand and Anakin doesn't because that's a fun parallel, I guess. That's the only thing that they that's different about them is one of them has a hand, yep. <laughs> the other one doesn't. Yeah. Other that's than that, it. they're identical. Other than that, you couldn't pick them up out of a lineup. They're like that's brothers. Sure. Uh. <laughs> you were my brother, Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Reva's interrogating Leia like a fucking psychopath. And Leia is acting like... I don't know. It's, it's almost like, like the Leia from it's, episode it's, four? I was going to say like the Terminator. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> as the Terminator. Of Until just, she gets strapped up to that like, carbon. It would, it would be machine. like a Care Bear trying to interrogate Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator. Like that's <laughs> that's just how, yeah, bring it the fuck on. I don't give a shit. My this daddy's a senator. Yeah. My daddy's a senator. You can't do The anything. Jedi will say, yeah. In this scene, she says my daddy's a senator and confesses to a Jedi coming to save her. So again, I don't understand how in episode four of a New Hope she is a senator. And not in prison for the rest of her life. Because they've made it very clear that they are killing that Jedi sympathizers. Yeah, they're conspiring with a Jedi. Uh-huh. She even says that. Like, And she's in her... Uh, you have no rights here. You're a Jedi conspirator. Yeah. Like, um, And then when she doesn't get the information she wants from a 10-year-old... She, well, even more importantly, again, how the fuck is Leia alive? She tries to, like, force... Force it out of her with oh, the yeah, force. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Use her force. And Leia thing. just totally holds her off and is like, oh, is this a staring contest? So right before this, they make it very clear that the Inquisitors are hunting any force users of any kind. That should be a gaping red flag that Leia is force sensitive. Because she just, like a 10-year-old girl just held off a mental probe from a fully trained Sith. Like it was nothing. Yeah, like it was nothing while imprisoned. And alarm bells didn't go off in Reva's head that, like, hey, maybe uh, maybe this is a Force-sensitive But that child. would be following the rules that are set in the world. Oh, I forgot. We're not, yeah. We're not Turn doing Turn off that. your brain. Don't think about it. We're not doing that. There's no rules. Well, that's, no, what it is is back in the 1970s, uh-huh. there was this movie called The New Hope. And in that movie, there's a scene where a stormtrooper bumps his helmet on a doorway that's a little bit too low. <laughs> and funny. Exactly. And because so of that, funny. that means Star Wars has always been dumb and silly and therefore rules don't apply. Oh, yeah. No, I, that This makes is sense. a real defense people have actually used for this show. That makes sense because then episode five and six were also fucking zany as hell. The entire rest of episode four was zany as hell. It was itself. fucking hilarious. <laughs> Nothing made any sense. It was riddled with potholes. That's why it's not a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then Reva gets called away and Leia is sent off, or no, Reva then decides to take, oh, she takes, uh, Leia's droid. This Uh is important later. Mm -hmm. Um, she has Leia's droid, says something just weird about, I had a droid once when I was young and it was taken away from me, like everything else. And I know the like everything else is supposed to be a callback to like her friends were murdered. Yeah, to like Order 66. But at what point did she own a droid? Because I'm pretty sure as a youngling, she wouldn't have ever, like as a Jedi, she would never have owned one. Mm -hmm. Which means she would have had to have one when she was like two before the Jedi came to take her for training. She remembers it, but like, is she upset with the Jedi that like they're responsible for her losing her toy? 
it was just it was weird it was one of those things that to me it took me out of the the mo- like despite everything else that was already doing that like this really took me out of the moment of just kind of like why why would that is she is she lie like is she just lying to gain trust from the kid or is she being honest and therefore did we did it did someone say did you did it sound cool hey I this is a great this is a vague segue into the fact that her friends died so that's a Fun sentence. I had a droid once. But it was taken away like other Everything things. else. Um, so she takes her off. We kind of flashback. So Obi-Wan is on Jabin. Jabin? I don't know. Something that said like Bean. And Jabin. he is... So they've landed there. And he's like, okay, now we got to go save Leia. And Ice Cube's son is like, no, we can't go save Leia. And then Obi-Wan's like... Don't you know what the Empire will do? And then he goes, Ice Cube's son is like, I had a wife who was apparently either Force-sensitive or a Jedi that survived Order 66 or something vague like that. And the Empire killed her because she had the Force. I know exactly what I know what they'll do. So because of that, I will help you. The most nonsensical 180 I've ever seen in my life. But wait. (laughs) How? Okay. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm done questioning this fucking show. Nothing makes sense. Nothing's happy. If, Nothing's real. Well, on top of that, I guess if only the the rebels had I don't know two different transport ships, <laughs> because it's <laughs> it's a big point that the reason that they can't help Obi Wan is because they need to save everyone who's currently on the planet, and they can't risk delaying that. And if Obi-Wan takes their one ship, because they clearly only have one ship, then um, the, the the rest of the people will be stuck there while Obi-Wan's gone. And that's why they can't delay this or any of this time. Oh my God. <laughs> if only the Rebels had, I don't know, two transports. Two, two transports of identical size and shape. In fact, I bet that you trying to use both of them right now, you might discover that on one of them... The hyperdrive doesn't work. Oh. Not in a time of crisis, but, you know, in a time where it's not as important to know that. And You know what? I have a feeling that Darth Vader is going to attack, and the one that doesn't have a working hyperdrive is going to be a big distraction to the one that does. Oh, I don't think so. I doubt. There's no way they would mm. do that. Definitely not. Let's just put a pin in that. Okay. Yeah. And we'll see just, if we come back just, to it yeah, later. We'll, we'll see if we come back. Just, you know... Yeah, if, I mean, if like only how they had a second ship. I mean, they're they're actively leaving, right? So how would Darth Vader even get to where they would have both of those ships stored in the same mm-hmm. place? You know, there's no way that would even. Yeah, happen. he's not even here. He doesn't know where they no, are. No, he's in a back to tank. It's right not now. like he could track he them here or something. A fuck. Yeah. yeah, how is he gonna track them? What what was third sister uh, Reva gonna put a tracker in the droid that she doesn't have anymore? <laughs> yeah, of on a kid that she has no reason to believe could be saved because she's on a base with no shields or protection, and she's about to get no like, one would be dumb enough to attack it. She's about to freeze her, isn't she, too? In the, uh, what is that shit called? Carbonite? Yeah, carbonite. Isn't she about to carbonite freeze her, Probably. Too? So, now, as you can probably tell from our intense sarcasm. <laughs> we were being sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> so, Obi-Wan convinced them to help. So then they start looking at Planetary Inquisitorious. I don't, it's the dumbest name. I can't believe it's an actual name. It's like Planet Inquisitorious. That's the name of the ba- the Inquisitor's I, base. I fucking missed that one too. Yeah, I did fast forward through a lot of all these episodes. I, I know you did. Yeah, that's the actual name of the planet. Base is 
Inquisitorious. Something in, it's it's almost as bad as unobtainium from Avatar. <laughs> okay. And so we get told because Obi Wan goes, I don't see any shields. To which the response is, Yeah, because no one would be dumb enough to attack this. So there. <laughs> so what we have just been told is there are no defenses of the Inquisitor's home base because. It's no one would be dumb enough yeah. to attack the Inquisitor's home base. It's the Inquisitor's home base. If only like there were a different example in Star Wars of almost overprotection of, oh, I don't know, say a Sith gigantic planet-destroying superweapon. You know, just because that, that's a mouthful, why don't we just call it something stupid like a Death Star? Okay, yeah, a, a, uh, a Death Star. Yes, 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 yes. A Death Star. With a... Freaking laser beam. Yeah, just a couple of freaking laser beams that, and some freaking sharks with freaking mm-hmm. laser beams now, on their freaking heads. With this death hypothetical Death Star in this story, I'm pretty sure in this story what they did is it's outfitted with hundreds of turrets, potentially thousands of TIE fighters, and... Millions of people? And in fact, when they have one that isn't quite ready to go, it even has a planetary shield that's being guarded by armies, entire armies. So it's weird to say that those same people have, like, a Sith secret base that also everyone knows about that has absolutely zero defenses of any kind. Because weird, <laughs> no so one, weird. no one would be willing to attack a base with zero defenses. Here's to get even worse: something that was made before this, that canonically takes place before this, is a little game called Jedi Fallen Order. Mm, mm-hmm. There's a whole chapter in Jedi Fallen Order which takes place five years before Kenobi. Oh, this is the episode that rips off that game. Uh huh. Yeah. Where you're you as the main character. Break into yep. You break into the Sith base, the Inquisitor base. So Cal's been here already. He's been here, and like Vader knows it. Like you, you literally run screaming from Vader. Oh, yeah, after I'm... having killed an Inquisitor on the base. So he's broken in, killed an Inquisitor, and barely escaped from Vader with his life. You would think that they would put some kind of defense, at the very least. An underwater defense because he got it. He broke in by swimming. So I'm sure there's no way that Disney, in all of their glory and you know in their high quality writing, would have another person hey, break Cheyenne. in. How you doing? Thank what you up, for Cheyenne? thank you for showing up. By the way, anyway, no. Back to this hypothetical I'm sure bullshit. That there's, there's no way in hell uh-huh. that. Uh, they would have Obi-Wan, five years after the events of Fallen Order, right. get into the base through the exact same method no. that Cal Kestis did. There's no, no, no way. No, 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 Oh, wait. Nope, I'm wrong. Actually, yes. He swims in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that place doesn't have shields. Of course he's yeah. going to swim in. And they're not going to defend against water invasion, yeah, even what? though it happened already five years ago. Yeah, but five years, bro. Think about how long five years is. That's fair. I don't remember things from five years ago. That's why I have Snapchat memories. <laughs> Um, and in the meantime, the uh, Tala, she's going to go in and just hope to God her clearance is intact. You know what I love about this <laughs> is that when, so they're using communicators that are basically just like walkie talkies uh-huh. that go out loud to each other. Yes. 
which drives me crazy because this is a covert mission. Uh-huh. But when that one guy walks up to her and is like, this isn't your station, get the fuck out of here. And she chokes him out. She like leaves him 15 fucking feet away. Oh, and gonna... then just like goes back to the computer. <laughs> oh, we're 100% we're getting to that. Because it's a computer that somebody else is also at too. Like, Dude, yeah, there's like fucking... six other fucking people around her. <laughs> and nobody... <laughs> oh. So she shows up. She 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 shows up. Shows uh, she shows she, up. She I was right the first time. I'm, Sally yeah. sells seashells oh, down wow. by the seashore. Yeah. So she shows up and she shows you. Here's the thing. Even if she's not fully labeled a traitor, she should still be red flagged as like having gone MIA on a planet that she was the officer of. Yes. Right at that Kenobi just escaped from. Yeah, and the stormtroopers who were assigned with her are dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her team is dead, and she should at least be flagged as MIA to be stopped immediately upon trying to get, like, the second she tries to, like, wave her ID, she should be getting stopped. So, her, like... She kind of does, but then she big dicks that guy. Yeah, which... No, what's that's your not fuck how with, the military... What's your fucking rank? Like, imagine if what's you just... What's your fucking rank? Ima- like, imagine if you basically just went, you know what, I'm an officer in the military, I'm gonna just fly over to Area 51 and try to get in. I'm a big dick. And then I'm going to big dick whoever's at the door. I'm like, you know what? My rank is higher than yours. It doesn't matter that I'm not supposed to be here. Open the fucking door. And, and that guy goes, right okay. My bad, officer. That's on me. Opens the door and then you get shot by a firing squad. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what would happen. And uh, and then, you know, you open the door and you go, all right, everyone. It's that time. We're raiding Area 51. And then everyone jumps up out of the sand and we all storm Area 51. You thought the Facebook group was real? <laughs> it was a diversion. We're doing it now. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, then she goes in and, yeah, goes go to goes to a computer room. Immediately so goes can, to a station and just yeah, so she can pull up a map. Shit and up. she is not quietly talking to Obi-Wan over a walkie-talkie no. with a dude three seats over. Dude, no, not even that. Like, he's, he is, like, fucking within arm's reach of her. Yeah. And she's like... Kenobi, I got the door open. <laughs> and he's like, dude, thanks so much. I just swam in. I can't believe that they haven't fucking... There's like not even any protection down here. I choked out one stormtrooper and threw him in the water. It's it's very easy. Oh, sorry. Are you... Oh, yeah. Oh. That's next week. <laughs> thanks for popping it. No, she's watching Thor right now. Yeah, she's I know. She's at the movie theater. Yeah, good luck. We're talking about that next week, but yeah. like good oh, fucking luck. It's all over. Ooh. So, um, yeah, so the <coughs> chokes out a random stormtrooper off <coughs> so we don't see the super murdering stuff. Yeah, because what? Pulls, pulls her in. Yeah, Leia's being interrogated and shit. And I think because of Tala, that's why Reva gets pulled away right before she's about to torture this 10-year-old girl for information. Which... Add that to the list of things about Reva we need to remember later when we learn when she, more about Reva. When she goes oh, on her let's, fucking... No, 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 don't, don't, don't spoil that. I want to wait until we get there. spoil it. She goes on a redemption arc. We all knew it was going to happen. Knew it was gonna, I know, but I want to wait until we get there. It's going to be... <sighs> Fuck, have, it's so dumb. Because here's the thing. We're only enjoying this because of our sarcastic setups, and this is going to become a new trend for us, let's be honest. I want to save this. I want to save this for when we get to it properly, because we're right. going to have a lot of sarcastic bullshit to say. I'm game. <laughs> I'm game. That's my whole life. So yeah, so she she dips off to go find out why there's an officer. Obi Wan is sneaking through. This is all going to be out of order probably, but it's fine. And he finds some catacombs, some amber catacombs. 
Mm-hmm. Which, so some, I want to give some context on this. Some Jurassic Park who haven't seen Star Wars Rebels. So, uh, That's what this is a callback to. Oh. So in Star Wars Rebels, there is actually kind of a like, it's weird, but it's still like heartfelt moment. I of haven't quite gotten there, I guess. Some of this, yeah, it's basically they are using, so some of the Sith have been using like the dead Jedi or maybe not dead Jedi in these amber catacombs to like kind of push their force essence out to trick people into, to basically trick Jedi into coming in so they can capture and kill them. But they're doing it with like bigger known Jedi. This is just a giant catacomb of a lot of Jedi that no one recognized in any way, shape, or form, including my favorite, a youngling wearing the helmet. <laughs> like, almost like, remember how we joked in the first three episodes about how they would have, like, just, I want a behind-the-scenes moment of, like, this three Inquisitors taking the time to, like, tie the body up on the yeah right, the right, right, right. <laughs> I want the, I want the same of like all right let's get the kid we're gonna pose him in a little scared pose ooh get the hat we want the hat on him because those hats clearly fall off very easily we're gonna get the giant hat put that on his head cool now freeze him <laughs> <laughs> I bust, I literally I started laughing when I saw this kid encased in amber because I'm just like what like we don't need the hat because. Originally, the whole reason for the ridiculous helmets, it's its kind of a callback to with Luke in A New Hope, where they put the blast shield down so we can't see mm-hmm. the ball. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. The giant helmets, they kind of, one, they're big, which I think you could argue allows that the kids aren't bumping into each other when they can't see. And then two, its the whole point of those helmets is literally just, let's cover our faces for when we're doing, you know, get shot by a little ball training. That's the point of them. We see that in the pre If I had trilogy. a nickel for every time I got shot during ball training. Ooh. You'd have like seven nickels. Seven Which, or eight. Not a lot, but still a weird amount to have for getting shot while ball training. Yeah, it's it's enough that it makes a jiggle sound. Yeah. But my money does jiggle jiggle. Ooh. It doesn't roll. <laughs> <laughs> or fold. Ooh. Ooh. Don't fold your balls. Ooh. You've Owie. really fucked that meme up, bro. Mm-hmm. Are you even a part of internet culture? Uh, probably not. Fuck you. Okay. Anyway, so, Amber Boy. Yeah, so the helmets do have, like, they look a little ridiculous, but there's, like, a, an actual purpose to them. Mm-hmm. What, like, they're why not just the mark of a youngling, but, yeah, like, why, in the, in the opening still... scene, because I, I think it's meant to be one of the kids from that opening scene. But, one, with the training they were doing in the opening scene, there's no reason for them to be wearing those helmets at all. Like, they're not doing that specific type of training. They're not just part of the youngling uniform. They ha- They serve a purpose. And then on top of that, to add said helmet into just this is, we really wanted you to know that this kid was a youngling because the age wasn't going to give it away. So here's a helmet for the kid to wear forever. And that's the one that Obi-Wan kind of looks at the longest, too. Yep. And so, then they're reusing the same lines. Yeah. Because uh, Leia gets put into the Amber, the 311 machine. Um, well, I think that's just a torture. Because she says we're going to torture you for information. I don't think it was necessarily like oh, freezer forever. Freezer in. Yeah, I think it was just to torture her. But she's. But anyway, she's there alone. She's in there and she's like, "Somebody help, please!" So just Obi- like that, and it fucking they play that audio like five fucking mm-hmm. times, and they don't re-record the lines or anything. Nope. It's the same exact audio, and you're like, "I wanted to fucking rip my hair out." Yeah. I was like, God, this sucks. And so we get, so he goes and we get another video game theft moment uh, where the lights go out and we get, and it is a cool visual of like the lightsaber, you know, it's pitch black and then the lightsaber turns on. 
but that's stolen straight out of Force Unleashed 2. That was like the trailer for Force Unleashed 2. Oof. Is he's kind of sneaking around assassin-like and he lightsaber pops on. But the weird part is this scene single-handedly made lightsabers worthless. Yeah, bounces off the armor. Is that what you're yeah. talking about? Yeah, it took him like seven swings. And I, I don't know if they were trying to be like, oh, Obi-Wan's weaker. But like... That doesn't really matter. If I haven't used a gun in like ten years and I pull out a fucking rock... RPG and aim it point blank at a dude, you're not going to be like, all right, let's, let's have it take three or four shots with this RPG before the guy dies because Ugh. we need to make it look like he's not super great with this weapon. And so it's that point, but it, honestly, you know what it felt like? It felt like I was playing Assassin's Creed Origins or Assassin's Creed Odyssey where the hidden blade doesn't one hit kill anymore. Oh, that's fucking that's, bullshit. That's what it felt like. It very much felt like that. I'm like, what the... If someone stabbed me point blank in the neck with a blade and I didn't die in one hit, I would have oh, wished I did. So, yeah, I'd be very upset. I'd be like, why didn't this kill me immediately? Yeah, and Fuck. so these, these two stormtroopers by themselves have the most effective stormtrooper armor in all of Star Wars because they are able to survive like six hits of a lightsaber. So he finally kills the one, shuts the lightsaber off. The other stormtrooper just stands there. He doesn't back up against a wall or do anything to protect himself in the darkness. <laughs> yeah. He just stands there, so Obi-Wan gets another easy kill. Well, it still takes like easy, five swings. Easy-ish. Yeah. Easy with quotes. Kill. Easy-ish. So he kills them both. He gets Leia. And then, yeah, we get a ton of how the fuck did none of you get caught? Because um, Tala, like you said, the fucking commander dude comes in and calls her out for being on a base she's not supposed to be on. He, she follows him around the corner and chokes him out, like six feet away from like ten different people, just behind a bookshelf. And you hear it. That's the worst part. Ooh. There is loud audio of her choking this dude out and struggling to kill him. While everyone else is just like, oh, I don't know, Everybody whatever. else is just like, fuck, dude, I really Well, I guess get I'll this. get promoted, probably, so it's Those fine. are the VFX artists that work at Marvel, and they're yeah. like, we gotta get this shit done. We don't yeah, have we, time. We, <laughs> we don't have time. Four needs a trailer. We have to finish this. <laughs> 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 oh, and uh, that's what they just do, is they just go to the VFX room and have them stand in while they're working for drones. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, she chokes him out, comes back, and is, and again, and she tries to talk to Obi-Wan, who's hiding... <sighs> behind a pillar and the the heads the, the thing makes noise this so he is shuts it off he gets Leia, though it might be yeah this so he shuts it off he that's Leia. right he shuts it off so that they can do the whole remember that one time obi-wan made a sound and it scared people away we can do that again because member berries mm -hmm. and again i saw that like after this episode the one of the first pieces of praise oh it's so cool to see obi-wan like do the throwing a sound with the force again that was i'm like It'd be nice if he used any of his other force abilities yeah. too. To. Maybe if he force ran again, ever. Yeah. After the one time he did that in, in uh, Phantom Menace. Yeah. That's the only <laughs> um, time we've ever really seen force running. Yeah. Is that one scene with him and Qui-Gon is the only time we've ever and seen they just force run. dart out of there like an Aston Martin. Jesus right? Christ. To a point where I wonder if it's like an actual force power or if it was just like bad editing. Or if it, like, it was like, okay, we gotta get this scene moving. Let's just have him fucking run really fast. Right, yeah, we'll just... And they just sped it up a little bit too much on accident. Oh, well... Well, fuck it. They can force powers. run. They, they can, can force, force run, run that one it. time. It's it's a one and done. Every Jedi gets to do it one time. Yep. And that's that's when Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan yeah. used it. They were like, oh, we're fucked if we don't use it now. Um. So, yeah, so they're, they're getting out of there and... Uh, oh, that's right. They uh, Obi-Wan and Leia, they get cornered. Tala comes down, and they all get cornered by some bad guys who shoot at the weakest glass in all of Star Wars. Like, they have glass that can... Like, 
they have glass that can withstand multiple blaster bolts because they have spaceships. Yes. And then there's, you know, blast doors that come down if the glass integrity is compromised so that people mm-hmm. don't get sucked out into space. But on a underwater base, <laughs> a single blaster shot causes the glass to crack. And then Obi-Wan, who at the beginning of this episode struggled to move a single, like, game piece with the Force, suddenly can hold back the entire ocean. Yep. Because he swallowed his Viagra for this episode, he and did. it's working. He took the blue pill. Mm-hmm. He took two of them, actually. It's yep. been five hours, Obi-Wan. You should go to the hospital. You should, but, you know, he finally he's finally able to use it. So he's holding back the ocean so that Tala and Leia can run away. And then he lets it go at the last second so he can drown all the stormtroopers and get out behind a door. Then they start running up and they realize, how are we going to get out of here? Because everyone knows that we're here now. Wade! <laughs> Before Wade, yep. we get an Austin Powers moment that we're supposed to be taken seriously. Remember that one time in Austin Powers where him and Minnie Me need to get away, so he stands on Minnie Me's shoulders wearing a oh trench coat. Oh my god, yeah, when he just like puts her in his yeah, coat. You just, can still see her whole fucking he bottom puts half. on an officer's hat and like a homeless man's trench coat to wrap Leia in it. You can still see her feet together. That's why I'm like it literally reminded me of the fucking Austin Powers moment cuz you see the tiny fucking feet. Mm-hmm. And they're just walking past everyone who's on the lookout. For Obi-Wan and Leia and another person. Oh, and before this, I almost forgot. Oh, no. Because Tala, to break out of the office thing, gets accosted by a couple of stormtroopers. So she grabs one by the helmet and pulls him down, and he's out, and slaps the other one across the face, but he's got a helmet on, and that takes him out. This is how used the stormtrooper armor is. She slaps Unless you're hitting it with a lightsaber. Unless it's a lightsaber, but if... She hits you in the face with her bare hand. You're just knocked unconscious forever. Go back. If you have seen this show or you haven't, you didn't catch this. Literally, go back on that. It's in episode four. No, don't do it, guys. Fast forward to this scene. Do not Please. watch the episode. Please save yourself. But just realize how insane. Like, I, it's so bad. Like, it's so obviously. It was like, like it almost looks like she, like one of them might be tripped and it was an accidental scene. They went, you know what? We don't have the time or money to reshoot it. So, cool. That's Time or money. 25 million an episode. Yeah. Don't have the time or money to reshoot. I hope that's not an excuse that was ever used on this production. Oh, guarantee it was. But, like, holy shit, man. Like, you don't have base interior sets already built? So, You're filming all this on a fucking blue soundstage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so they uh, they they break out with that outfit. They get out there. Reva catches up and is like, I'm going to stop you now. But then, but then. because nostalgia reasons... Two snow speeders from, from the planet Hoth. Hoth show up. Like, out of every... I'm like, you guys, this, this was not... Uh, we didn't... This didn't need to be a, a member berries moment. You could have just had them in any fucking any spacecraft ship. you wanted them to be in. Any ship. Heck, you could have had more appropriate ones, like X-Wings or Y-Wings or something. A-Wings, dude. Uh-huh. But, no, snow speeders that had literally everyone ever who watches Star Wars go, wait... Why the fuck are they using? Why shit are they? From why off? are these functioning like normal spaceships? Also, why do they? Why can they hover? Because snow speeders, it's kind of implied can't hover. That's why they're constantly moving when fighting the adats in that, like outside of takeoff and and mm-hmm. come land. But nope, they can just hover. Which that's a nitpick, hundred percent. I could, like that's a nitpick. It was just it was weird. It took me out for a moment. Uh, everything in this episode took me out. To oh, be God, honest, yeah. 
I don't remember being in. No. So they're they're all shooting at Riva, and Riva throws a bomb and kills. Oh, no. So they're all shooting at Riva so that all of them, so that basically, so you have the pilot, Tala, Obi Wan, and Leia all crowd into a snow speeder that barely could hold two people Bam. when we last saw them. Mm-hmm. Like in 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 uh, Empire Strikes Back, the one time they're and time that's really in the future these. from this show. Yeah. Like so, they they took these and they upgraded them by removing two seats. Because that, make, that well, makes sense. Oh God, the only thing I just hope one of them dies. Yep, I I just hope it's not Wade because we really Dude, care about Wade. Wade this character oh that God. we've talked about exclusively up to this <sighs> point. Man, Wade really was my saving grace for this show. He was. He was really? easily the best character. Easily best and written, best portrayed. If Reva, if Reva picks up like one of those glowing halo canisters with the force and throws that at his spaceship and blows it up. What is this, Halo Infinite? I'm gonna I'm gonna riot. You know what? If Daryl dies, we riot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, and, uh, Wade's dead. Yeah, Wade's by dead. The way. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> we get his wife or girlfriend shouts out, No, Wade! Wade! And I and literally... That's, that's all yeah, you ever fucking hear about Wade or yeah. his girlfriend or no, anything. No, he's in the uh, last episode on for the next one. He, they actually, like, on, for the episode five, the previously on... They show him dying. Oh, that's right. Everyone's sad about Wade dying. I always skip those recaps. That was the important part. I didn't because I I purposely didn't skip that one just because I'm like, I wonder. I wonder if Wade's in it. He was. He was. He was in it. Wade! Wade! Yep. Yep. So, yeah. So, that happened. Um, So, they fly off. Vader shows up and just, I was so ready. I thought he was going to murder Reva. I was so excited. I was so excited. However, he, Reva, gasping let, for air. I let him go. Yeah. Acts like this was a intentional backup plan. Because everything that she does that's so fucking stupid is intentional and it always works. Yeah, it's she's the luckiest person ever because basically she plans for everything that she does failing miserably. <laughs> Which, if she's that good of a planner, it shouldn't. Like... It's almost like they're trying to give her the intelligence of Palpatine, but Palpatine's biggest skill was adapting to, like, the unforeseen, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so, for example, in episode two, he had a plan to nuke Padme's ship, and that went off without a single fucking hitch. The only problem was he didn't account for an overly cautious security guard that was like, all right, you're not going to be on that ship. You're going to be one of the bodyguards guarding your stunt double, and that's what we're going to do just to be safe. That's the only reason Padme's alive in episode two. So, and he he adapts accordingly, and then he even stops trying to kill her once he realizes he can instead use her to get Anakin to go to the dark side a lot fucking faster. So he's the master of adaptation, but it's not because he just luckily hops in there and goes, "All right, I kidnapped the girl who's going to hopefully has all the information I need as far as where the Jedi's secret hideout is." Also, she's ten. Yeah, she's also ten. Um, just in case the Dead or severely injured Obi-Wan sneaks into this base no one's ever willing to attack, grabs her, and escapes. Except for Cal. Correct. Grabs her and escapes with his life and the girl. I'm going to take her droid, put a tracker in it, make it very obvious I have her droid, but also give it back to her and hope she doesn't find that incredibly suspicious. But here's how the audience is going to know. 
is I'm going to make the eyes go red instead of blue. Yep, because, because red is evil. Because red's evil. And we're also going to pretend that Leia, who has been insanely obsessed with this droid, isn't going to notice that the suspicious bad guy gave her her droid back, free of charge, with red new eyes. I and, just updated it so it has thermal imaging. And at no point is Leia going to be like, hey... This is a red flag. Well, no, no pun intended. Because she's the most competent ten-year-old in the world. Also, she should. Yeah. Her character that's... should have. <laughs> should have. <laughs> I hope it. I hope it goes back to your camera. I'm purposely not talking so it doesn't. <laughs> I'm gonna mute my mic. It didn't do it. Now I just look like an idiot. Oh, you know. What's that supposed to mean? Nothing. What's that supposed to mean? Don't worry about it. Wow. You know what? If I was half as competent as Leia... You'd have a better insult? Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Jeez. You know what? Maybe we should quit this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's good enough. Yeah, um, yeah, it works. And, yeah, and so she doesn't... And, yes, they all go off. And that's the, like, that's the issue. Like, if she had stolen the droid without Leia really noticing... That, yeah, but even even with the, the change in better. appearance, Leia, is hypothetically least... in this world they've built, should be like, hey, why the fuck is my droid look different? Yeah, no, hundred percent agree. But like, but even, but adding to that, like, the bad guy stole the droid, said, "I'm keeping this. Go fuck yourself." And presumably during or after the torture, like, gave it. Well, here's the thing. So here's what we're saying happened. Reva, that's my point. So Reva took the droid during the interrogation and then presumably on the way from interrogation to torture, added, changed it to being evil and gave it back to her before the torture because... After the torture, they're running, bro. Yeah, from the second Reva leaves her, it's just Leia and then Leia with Obi-Wan. So there's no point from the torture on that she could have gotten this. Unless we're also adding in here that Leia got Obi-Wan to stop to pick up the droid on the way out. Which, if that's the case, I'm sure Disney would have filmed it. 100%. Because they need to show them being good. Yeah. So, My so yeah. So, she gave it back to Leia just in case, at some point during the torture, Obi-Wan showed up to save Leia and successfully managed to get her off base... And they needed to track where Darth was going. Vader's like, I That's a sounds, wonderful idea. Sounds Good fucking, job. Sounds fucking awesome. You know I'll go myself. I think, I think in future movies, when I have my son and Leia again and Han Solo on a ship, I think I'll, I'll use this tactic. That's a great tactic. That's a great tactic. I'll try that again in the future. Thank you for showing me that. Yeah, thanks for teaching me Thank that. Thank you as for an idea. teaching me. Hey, every opportunity... Is a learning opportunity. I've had people counter that with like, well, no, he probably got it from Obi-Wan because we saw Obi-Wan do it in two. I was like, yes, Obi-Wan did it in episode two when Anakin was nowhere near him. And you might have been able to argue that if Vader asked, like if Vader choked her out and went, did you at least put a tracker with them? Or are you going to die right here, right now? But Vader is almost surprised. Like, oh yeah, that's, oh, shit. that's a thing we can do. I he's like looking at, he, he like, he's looking around like, damn, I... I should have thought of that. Oh, yeah. Also, to add to the whole, the, the Grand Inquisitor's definitely dead. We forgot about this. At oh, the beginning of up. this episode. No, not yet. Oh, At the beginning of this episode, Vader straight up says to Reva, 
Cool. If we are able to find the path, which is the name of the Proto Rebellion, if we're able to find the path, that means you win and you get to be the new Grand Inquisitor. Good job. So, like, again, there's a lot of weird confirmation that the Grand Inquisitor is definitely <gasps> dead. But also, when I forgot about this too, like, when Tala shows up on the base and is, you know, throwing that big dick energy around, she even straight up says, like, do you want the Grand Inquisitor to hear about this? Presumably everyone on that base would know that the Grand Inquisitor is dead. If the Grand Inquisitor is dead. Or know that they're supposed to think that he's dead and that yeah, everyone right, else is right, supposed to right. like, Because that's like, the literally the Inquisitor base. Yeah, like exactly. Like it's it's weird that that sentence alone like when she said that, I thought, Oh, this is gonna be where she's fucked. Like I legitimately my first thought was like, Oh, this is gonna be it. She was about to get in, but she said the one thing that's gonna fuck her over because she doesn't know about it. Oh, all right, cool. We got like five seconds of good writing here. They're gonna like this is gonna JK, set off alarm bells. JK, sorry. That was my bad. Five seconds of good writing is too much for a Disney Star Wars yep. TV show. Too bad you um, thought yep. loser, fucking loser. Because yeah, because logically, like because they're acting like Vader is putting on the show that the Grand Inquisitor is dead. So logically, everyone on that base would think the GI is dead, and somebody is gonna step in to replace him. So is it Episode Six that GI? When does he? When does she get stabbed in the gut again? Episode Five. Is that after they take off that's in the, the ship? That's the next episode. Yeah, that's the end well, of no, the that's, episode. Well, no, that's this episode. Well, well, no, cause we're, well, we're just finishing episode four. That's why I meant like, No, no, we're starting one. episode five. Okay, tomato, tomato. I'm just saying, we're, <laughs> remember where the fuck we are? I knew where we were. I was just, <laughs> based on if we're on the last five seconds of episode four, it's the Or the first one. five seconds of episode then five. Then it's this one. You know what? That's... We're on the sixth second of episode five. Ooh. Where she's like, uh, uh, pull my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they, they take off and they're going to track them to the base. Yep. So they get to the base. And they're being tracked. Hooray. But they don't know it yet. So they get there and we kind of get like. A little homecoming. Geez. Yeah. Welcome back. Oh my Wade's God, you dead got and her. That's sad, you... And that's very, very tragic. Fuck that Wade, Wade. Died. We got Obi-Wan. <laughs> and Obi-Wan says something like, now you're a rebellion. I don't remember what he says, but some kind of like, now you're, you're in the. Sounds like you're in the army now, guys. Yeah, you no experienced shit. tragedy. Good job. You're grown ups. Now you know what it's like to There's feel There's a lot pain. of weird shit that's meant to be like heartfelt that's weird. Mm-hmm. For example, there's a lot of Jedi robes. There's a lot of Jedi lightsabers. That's the weirdest one. I was like, you guys are on the run for your lives and you're leaving your most valuable weapon ever behind. I get that like Obi-Wan hid his to like hide that life as like an internal move. But bare minimum, the crystals inside those things are enough to fund whatever the fuck you need. Like on the, um, imagine in this world a lightsaber on the black market. What that would go for? Like, Whew. hey, do you guys need funding? Do you guys need a, I don't know, maybe a second transport or a hyperdrive or something? Like, hey, you could probably buy it by selling a lightsaber. Just saying. Yeah, because I think a second transport would come in handy at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, so this way you're not Yo, really just, reliant. Just one with like a working hyperdrive would be yeah. nice. Or, you know, maybe like an escape pod that's the size of half the ship and it makes no sense how people and an escape pod can fit in it. Just something. Something <laughs> unique. Just spitballing ideas here. Yo, none of this is ever going to come up. And it's I not really like hope, Darth Vader's going to really attack the base. I really hope that on this ship where the hyperdrive's not working, I hope that your, uh, your escape pod doesn't have a functioning hyperdrive that could just be moved into the bigger ship. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. That would be too easy. Yeah, I really hope that that's not a thing that happens later. No, there's no way. Not in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my god. Uh, I love sarcastically pointing out future files. This is my new favorite thing. Is this what we're going to do now? For this everyone? is what's making it bearable for our sanity? Absolutely. Yeah, the, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the podcast if you're just tuning welcome in. Welcome to the new Something Something Podcast. That's what our new podcast yeah, is going to be The Something called. Something Podcast Love and Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? One of us should be called Love and one of us should be called Thunder. <gasps> yes. That's great. Yep. Yeah. You be love, I'll be thunder. Okay. I love I, can, you. I, I love can, you, thunder. I can hold the girly shotgun hammer. No, 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 no. You're supposed to say, I thunder you love. I thunder you love. <laughs> 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 All right, so, anyway, they get yeah. back to the fucking so that, base. So they're on there, and initially, it's kind of that reunion. There's a lot more of the, hey, look, we all signed our name, so if anyone ever finds this place, you're going to know what Jedi are still alive. Oh, yeah. And, oh, also, um... The dude from Eternals is alive somehow, and he's there with the path. The guy that was pretending to be a Jedi. Oh, what? Kamal Nil Ninjiani. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Him. Yeah, he, the last time we saw him, he was like, Reva had a lightsaber at his throat, because he was pretending to be a Jedi, and she got, like, where he sent Obi-Wan to out Also, of him. he did distract her long enough for Obi-Wan to get away, basically. Yeah, the guy who's responsible for Obi-Wan escaping knew where Obi-Wan was, in his mind had evidence that he was a Jedi sympathizer, who was right at the end of her lightsaber, got away. That would seems set legit. Off, no, that would seems, set off seems... a lot of red flags for me, as, like, Obi-Wan, who said earlier in the show, I can't trust anyone. Like, I don't know. I just think <laughs> someone like this... He was maybe, very happy to see him, though. Maybe someone like this, I wouldn't give... Oh, I don't know. Say, like... Is this on? Oh, over here? No, like, look at my... Look at... Is it is it black screen? Oh, yeah, it is. No, it didn't... Okay, my phone died again. <laughs> no more camera yeah. for Nick. Yeah, but my camera works. <laughs> I don't know why it does that. It was charging... Well, whatever. To, it doesn't matter. We can, I mean, we've got out more outlets. We can set up a better charger for you next time. Um, yeah, I really like, you know, I, I would say that it would make more sense for Obi-Wan not to trust this guy. Like, I, at the very least, I don't think Obi-Wan would ever trust him enough to give him, I don't know, a lightsaber and a phone call with a very, very suspicious amount of information voicemail. I, I don't <laughs> think he would give that to him. No, no, no. Not in this episode. So... So yeah, so while while they're all there, um, yeah, so he looks around. Obi Wan, uh, his his comlink has a beeping, so he pops off to a corner. I didn't think this show would ruin Bail Organa any more than it already did. I didn't think that was possible, legitimately. Oh, but it does. We get maybe the dumbest moment in this show, at least up to this point, maybe ever. We get a voicemail that begins with, "I know we promised." Not to make contact. However, I haven't heard from you in a while, so I thought I'd make contact. Are you fucking kidding me? We promised not to make contact. Yeah. I know we promised we wouldn't call each other, but you didn't call me, so I'm going to call you. <laughs> what a That's some ex-girlfriend shit, bro. Yes, legitimately. And this is all being left in the voicemail. That's some me as an ex-boyfriend Because he shit. then follows this up with, I'm calling you because I'm concerned you may have been captured. <laughs> So I'm going to leave this voicemail that says the following important details. I'm going to go to Tatooine to meet with Owen to keep an eye on the boy so that he doesn't find out about the kids. 
that's all vague enough that nobody yeah, can put it's two fine. and two There's together. Not super important. In every like, no way to go. Yeah, shit. whose shit's falling now? What the shit? <laughs> um, definitely, uh, no big deal at all. Then the next dumbest moment in all of Star Wars history: Obi Wan, upon seeing this, doesn't immediately delete his voicemail. He leaves it saved on his comlink for some reason. And the only defense of this, possibly, is that they can't be deleted. If they can't be deleted, it makes Bale even dumber. Because now, he has left a permanent existing voicemail on the comlink of a person he thinks is kidnapped. Which means that comlink is 100% in enemy hands right now, and you just gave an enemy all the fun details. Uh. But we gotta move the plot but along. But there's no plot holes and no characters. No, no, we gotta move. We gotta move the story along, though. You know. So then, um, I think they just realized that there's a star destroyer in orbit or something. Yeah, and they're like, "Wait, what the fuck? That's weird." Oh yeah, because they uh, they're like, "All right, we need to start getting people out of here." And they're like, "Oh my god, we can't because there's there's a star destroyer in orbit now." So they close the blast doors. Oh no! And while they're doing this, the droid goes evil and close and goes up. And goes to a vent that opens by itself. This is important later. For later. Uh-huh. It opens by itself so that the droid can fly in. So the droid can cut a wire that closes the door so they're all trapped inside. So they make a multiple plan. Part one of the plan is distract the bad guys. While part two of the plan is somebody fix the wiring. But, However, but nobody's big enough to fix yes, the wiring. because... What we're saying here, then, based on that information, is that somebody built a base where all of the important wiring is in a place that is too small for an adult human being engineer to get to. Yes. And also, there are no droids on this base, because the only way you could maybe defend that... Is if it was for droids, yeah. It's because we have droids specifically designed to fix this shit, but also there are none of those. So then Leia says out of nowhere... I can fit. Give me a ladder. I can do it. And one adult smartly goes, no, we're not, you're not, you're a child, not an engineer. And then Obi-Wan goes, trust that child. Do what she says. So without teaching her what to do, they just give her a ladder. She crawls up, has to manually open the the gate because it does not open automatically for her. This is why this was important. Weird. Yeah. Really odd and inconsistent that it opens for droids without hands, but not for girls who have hands. <laughs> with, with hands. Yeah. She's not just door, a girl. She's a girl with hands. The door knows whether you have hands or not. It <laughs> therefore opens accordingly. It scans you for hands. Do you think it only opens halfway for Darth Vader? <laughs> Probably. It's like, hey, you only got one hand, buddy. We'll, we'll pop the initial part, but you got the rest. You got to pull the rest of it open with yep. your other hand. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, and it knows, like, if, the t- if Darth Maul's upper half shows up, it does it makes him open it. But if it's the bottom half, it opens for him, because it knows the legs are by themselves. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, she, legs she crawls are by in themselves. and is just going to figure out what's wrong with it. Gets attacked by her droid, and then turns the light from red to blue, and then the droid is good again. The droid's like, oh, thanks, man. You I, will... guess that I was tripping hard. I guess that establishes her engineering skills that she will never use again as an adult. Nope. And uh, 
She then no. fixes... But she also got to express her damsel in the stress skills, which she uses mm-hmm. later. Yeah, but somebody says, you know, push the red button and that fixes the cut wire. So, hooray. Yay. Um, in the meantime, though, we, I wanted to get the lay of it out of the way. So that's the lay of it. It happens across, like, seven different segments, but I that's know, the whole thing. Because they needed her to do something in this episode, because it's the adult's turn. So, they're, they're going to go. There's a bunch of stormtroopers in a, this is definitely the volume scene, because they all happen to be coming to a halt, and all perfectly lined up in a very claustrophobic-y feeling cave. Uh, that was another issue with Thor, Love, and Thunder. You could tell that was filmed in the volume. Everything was very small and compact. There were very few. The only like wide shots were 100% CGI. Everything else was very close up. But anyway, that aside, um, it's just it's the problem. Like the volume allows them to do a lot, but the biggest problem with it is you need to make bigger ones because it's unless you're doing the desert, and maybe this is why everything's on Tatooine. It's like unless you're doing an open desert, it's really hard to have wide shots in the volume. Mm-hmm. So everything feels kind of smaller and claustrophobic. And that was the issue. Like I noticed to me, like the whole army of stormtroopers, it's a lot smaller than you would think coming off of Darth Vader's Star Destroyer. And they're literally, they're like coming immediately to a halt. So before coming, because they land on the planet, before they land in, I forgot, uh, Vader tells Reva she's now the Grand Inquisitor, says go down. And she's like, but it will take us days to get in there. It will, it will take us days to get in there. There's absolutely nothing that any of us owns, possesses, or has in our hands that could cut a door open faster than days. Nothing. Nope. No tool on my belt. My lightsaber definitely cannot cut through a gigantic steel door in one swing. No, it takes like six to even get through Stormtrooper. Yeah, so it definitely can't do that. It will take days, not minutes, to get through this door. I cannot stress that enough. Why are you putting so much emphasis on this? Oh, I don't know. I don't, well, I'm curious. Put a pin in that one for later, too. Yeah, I'll, I'll put that up on the board, actually. I'll put there it up go. here on the board. We need, we need an actual board for this stuff. A pin board? I'm down. <laughs> I'm so down. So she, she goes down. They have a giant turret gun, and they're shooting at it for a bit until Obi-Wan reaches out, I guess, with the Force. I don't remember. To be like, hey, Reva, let's talk. So they talk to each other, not through the force, they just whisper through like a three foot thick steel door. I know you want to kill him and I can help you kill him. I would just tell people like to go to any room in their house and try to whisper just through the wall. You want to do someone. it right now? I'll take my mic out there real quick. No, that's a lot of movement and we'll probably knock cameras over. No shit. But just Cam- try, that at, try that at home if you're listening. If you, if you think that can be done, just go to any room in your house and whisper. Not like in a quieter than normal voice, so that the people six feet away from you don't hear the conversation hey, that are in the same room as you. I'm gonna help you kill and and Darth whisper Vader. through sealed walls and see if you can hear each other. Okay, probably not mm, at all. I'm willing to give it a try. That's fine. I mean, that's this is just like sheetrock too. This even, isn't even a steel door. Even if you can, like, make sure that like all doors are closed as much as possible. That you're like as far away from each other, so it's not just like sound carrying. Hey, down and the no hallway. ear up against the door either. Yeah, you gotta have your ear a little bit, of, a little bit away. Yeah, stand a little bit away. And uh, just just do that through the walls in your in your home and see how easily you can hear each other. Because they're doing it through like a three foot thick steel door. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's their exact setup. So they're whispering, and Obi-Wan's like, why are you doing this, Reva? And now we get Reva's backstory. She got stabbed in the gut. 
So it turns out, yeah, so it starts off with I faked my death, which I was immediately, like, no way. You're telling me that you pretend, you faked dead near, anywhere near, an active force using Jedi turned Sith, who can literally sense if someone's alive or not. Yeah, we know that force because, that like, do we remember in A New Hope when a planet blew up very far away from Obi Wan, and he sensed every single death, mm-hmm. and he wasn't even like in the middle of trying to care about those lives because there was no reason to worry about them at that moment. Uh-huh. Vader's actively trying to murder everyone here, and he's gonna be is gonna be actively reaching out with the force to sense who's where, so that he can win the ultimate game of hide and seek. And not even that, there's a bunch of clones around, too. To make it worse, she doesn't just, like, run into a room and hide. She is in front of him. She is, as we will learn later, stabbed by him. In the gut. In the gut. And fakes dead next to or under the dead body of one of her fellow younglings. It's that level of I faked dead. Survived that somehow. Was able to join the ranks of Inquisitor because she wants to kill Vader for revenge for killing her friends. Now, how's she gonna do that? Keeping killing a bunch of Jedi by killing a bunch of by being the most psychopathic Inquisitor. Like, remember, dude, straight up, the Grand Inquisitor is even telling her, "Hey, like, maybe chill, maybe calm down." Yo, you are fucking on fire. You're you're a psychopath. Like, I'm not like, which. And they had a better idea. Like, they could have done this. The better way to do this is flip those roles. Have it so, like, the Inquisitors are these, like, bloodthirsty assholes. And she's the one on the team that's like, hey, maybe hey, we maybe don't, we should maybe we don't chop the hands off of random women in the street. No, but, instead, no, instead she's me doing the that. one chopping the hands off of. She's the one willing to torture a 10-year-old for information she doesn't actually know whether that 10-year-old has or not. She's, and is she, is she even sure she wants to get it for Vader anyway? Right. Like, yeah, like she's trying to get the path because her- I was so fucking I was so pissed off. Like we all called it right. We all oh, called yeah. that there was going to be some sort of redemption for her character. Uh-huh. But her character is so fucking poorly written. I never want to see it again. No, she's she's irredeemable because like the shit she has done and it's all of it is to her. Basically, her goal is to become the Grand Inquisitor because she thinks that means she'll have more alone time with Vader, giving her the opportunity to kill him. She's had multiple opportunities to kill him just in this show. Every time that dude's in a back to tank, she has the opportunity to kill him. Like, that, remember how easy it was for Kylo Ren to kill Snoke with a lightsaber in a room just by being in the same room as him? Yeah, she, he just fucking threw it at him and then, like, got back to going. He just turned the lightsaber that was on the desk next to him and stabbed him with it. From oh, yeah, never fucking mind. 20 feet different. away. And, yeah. like, you're, you're telling me that the only way that Reva could come up with as a way to get a chance to kill Vader is to become the most sociopathic Sith on the team. Murdering every innocent, every Jedi she possibly could. Just in the name of justice for my The Jedi, they got killed. Yeah. Like, (laughs) the problem is, like, you basically have, like... It's almost like they're trying to write her as the Punisher of Star Wars, which is fine. But the way that they're doing it is... Is it's kind of like somebody who heard about the Punisher comic book... And went, that's a horrible thing, and this is my interpretation of that character, and applied it to Reva instead. Like, because the Punisher will not harm innocents in the name of harming the guilty. He was just, like, yeah, he'll fucking, if he thinks you're guilty, he'll fucking shoot you right in the face. 
but he's not going to harm a kid in trying to get to that guilty person. That will, he will never cross that line. And that's the issue. That's all she's doing is in, in trying to kill a single guilty person. She is slaughtering innocence. Like she has, you know, you know how Black Widow talked about having a little bit too much red in her ledger? Mm-hmm. Oh, that is nothing compared to Reba. No, her whole ledger is red. Yeah, her, her ledger is dripping with blood. Ugh. And so we basically find that out. And so Obi-Wan goes, don't worry, because you're the most diverse villain in this show. So that makes you good. And therefore, I want to help you. So how about instead of trying to kill us, you help me help you kill Vader? And she's like, bitch, I don't trust you. Well, then she's like, how would we do it? Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Like, well, <laughs> it flips on a fucking dime, dude. Yeah, we'll, we'll lead her here, and he'll focus on me. Because, oh, my God, we're skipping the only part of this episode that is remotely decent. There's a lot of flashbacks in this episode. That's true. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's the whole sparring with uh-huh. him and Anakin. That with was really very cool. old Anakin and very old, with, like, slightly lesser old Obi-Wan. Yeah. Because, weirdly enough, they didn't do... It seems like they tried to do a little bit of makeup to de-age them, and that's it. That was the extent of the effort that went into de-aging them. Which, I mean, yeah, on the one hand, I'd rather have that than horrible CGI. But at the same time, I do find it weird that, like, with the amount of times Mark Hamill's been de-aged as Luke, mm-hmm. I find it weird they didn't try to, like, just smooth out some wrinkles on Hayden Christensen to make him look a little bit younger. Because, like, Obi-Wan looks about the same. Like, you put him in the right makeup for it, he looked... Yeah, he looks. He looked about like he did in episode two. Ewan McGregor hasn't aged a ton, but Hayden Christensen was much younger, so he's aged visibly more. And it's just—it's a little bit odd. That's all. It's just—it's a little weird that. But what they're doing here, and this is this is the problem I had with this. The metaphor of what's happening. So there's this flashback to this lightsaber fight. How cool would that have been too? If like in that flashback of them sparring, if like you just quietly heard the Duel of Fates playing. Uh-huh. You know what would have been even better than what they did? What if they used this as an opportunity to debut the live-action version of their Clone Wars armor for the first time, and instead of it being, let's take a lightsaber fight that you didn't win only because Obi-Wan said you didn't win, and have it be like a siege during the Clone Wars. Like a directly applicable situation that also went one you're going clone wars look so you can have them look a little oh, bit older and it would work so cool too right like this is the thing that where i'm like so cool to see him in their clone wars and I had, armor i know i'm like i had no expectations as far as how to do a flashback other than you should have done way more flashbacks but i'm like oh, you had both man, actors that would have been so fucking <laughs> right? cool like, i'm so sad <laughs> cuz so the, what they're applying here is in this lightsaber battle the whole point is that Anakin's lesson is that he gets so focused on winning that he ends up losing because he's so focused on winning. The problem with that is he did win. And then Obi-Wan went, you didn't win because I'm still alive because we're practicing. So, haha, I'm going to steal your lightsaber and win now. But bam, I, I proved my point. But not really. Because, like, if they've been actually fighting... Fucking Obi-Wan, older, older brother syndrome, yeah, dude. If, if they were a- exactly. I'm like, if they were actually fighting Obi-Wan, you died. Like, you, like, you had no weapon on the ground with a lightsaber at your throat. You, you died there. But okay. But it's that's supposed to apply to we're going to do this in a siege. Or we're going to get him so focused on him coming for me, all everyone else is going to escape. An actual siege during the Clone Wars 100% would have been much more applicable to this situation. 
you would have it would have looked infinitely cooler. It would have been amazing to have their Clone Wars armor debut for the first time in live action. That would have been so like you had the opportunity to do that, and it would have been way more but applicable. Guess what you did? You shit it all away. You could Disney. have even brought Tamir Morrison back to be the clones. Like, you could have done all of that. But instead, we got what we got. And so, that's, so that's, so we're getting a lot of, like, kind of key moment flashbacks of, like, hey, look, this is just like this. Not really, but we're going to say that just, it is. Just so you know, it's just like this. Um, and so, yeah, so that's, Obi-Wan's plan is basically, like, all right, I'm going to surrender so that Vader's focused on me so the rest of you can escape. Cool. And Reva goes, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you. She cuts. She pulls out her lightsaber and cuts the door open in one swing. Remember how when like there were doors shut in Phantom Menace and it took Qui Gon a lot of just melting them with his lightsaber slowly over time. Yeah, when they were on the Trade Federation ship. Uh huh. And they still couldn't even get through before droids showed up to attack them, and they had to stop trying to melt their way through the door. Nope. Apparently, hers is just special, although it's not that special for really funny reasons. I've been waiting for this moment to bring up. So you, you know how Hasbro has start has been making their like dark saber series where they make like accurate replicas of actual mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so they they tried they tried to kickstart Reva's lightsaber they they got they were their goal was 5000 they were about 4000 short of their goal so they couldn't actually even get it kickstarted to make any of them Why the fuck does Hasbro need a kickstarter they, they they do that always so like basically it's it's kind of it's more of like if we're going to take the time to make a lightsaber it's it's kind of like it's actually a smart move instead of mass producing a toy you hope everyone will buy you basically gauge interest before you decide to make it so before you put that much time and effort into a model of anything you know if people are going to actually buy it or not okay so like it's it's smart yeah i i, I 100% get it like 1000 you gauge the demand before you supply 20% of their $5000 goal though yeah, they only got to 20% of their goal. For a lightsaber replica? That's Because no one wanted Reva's lightsaber. <laughs> well, it's just an Inquisitor lightsaber, right? But, I mean, well, because the Helts are going to have slightly different designs. And this was officially, like, I honestly guarantee if they had just labeled it Sith Inquisitor lightsaber, it would have probably hit goal. Probably. But it was labeled, it was Reva's specific lightsaber, and it did not hit goal. Because she's a shit character. Uh-huh. I know. And so, yeah, so she cuts through the door in one fell swoop. Uh-huh. Arrests Obi-Wan, but then locks him behind doors out of view with a total of two stormtroopers to await Vader's arrival. Mm-hmm. To, to a point where for a second I thought she was going along with this plan until we find out for sure that she's not going along with this plan. Or he... Like, it's kind of, well, not for sure. It's kind of one of two things. Either she wasn't going along with his plan, or he stabbed her in the back. Because she leaves him alone, he beats up the two stormtroopers and runs away. <laughs> um, is it before this or after that that Tala dies? It's after this, because it's okay. on the siege now. All the stormtroopers are right. Yeah, so yeah that's right. Because so, yeah, the, the doors are open. Too. Yep, yeah, so, the, yeah, so like, the doors are all open. They're coming in a very small tunnel. Like, one where, oh, I don't know, a thrown grenade or two might take out a lot of stormtroopers at any point, if anyone had one. Like, <coughs> Tala has one. Oh, does she have a th- does she have a grenade? Yeah, but she, she played a lot of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, and her favorite perk was Martyrdom. Oh, also, she did give 
this show has um, Walking Dead rules, and she did just before this give a big heartfelt speech to Obi Wan. That's right. And we know that that means she has to die. She has to die now. We all knew she was going to die eventually. We were just all taking ba- bets on what fucking yeah. episode it was going to be. We knew she was going to die because of two reasons. One, she was as bad as a lot of her shit was, she was still the best written new character. <laughs> it's true. And <laughs> she's not someone who has, like, everyone else couldn't die because they're in future stuff. And Reva couldn't die because she's the extremely diverse villain, which means... The, the villain that gets reconciled at the end. Well, yeah, because, yeah, she is, she's too diverse of a villain, which means she's getting redeemed by the end of the show. She has such a redeeming factor, she can survive getting stabbed in the gut twice. Yep. Remember how everyone gave the excuse... When Qui-Gon died getting stabbed in the gut. Yeah. Qui-Gon, Han, Solo. They're all... Many more. Yep. <laughs> many, many more people. Mm-hmm. Everyone during Order sixty six, pretty much. Um, it's, yeah, it's good to know that like a youngling being trained by the Jedi is on par with Darth Maul for power. No shit, though, huh? It's my favorite thing about this. So, yeah, so they're they're running through. You know, it's a very three hundred thing. There's a lot of like we could have saved you, but we're gonna pretend that we can't save you because drama needs to happen. Moments in this. Yeah, she's like she gets shot. The gong droid kind of buckles down and over her, so she's not getting shot anymore. Yeah, and Obi-Wan's just... like deflecting lasers like six feet away. Uh huh. And he can't just go. Whoosh. Yeah, he can't just pull her with the force. Nope. Leave the droid that's just a droid to die because it's just a droid. I it's don't care not an so- Alan Tudyk. Droid. I don't care what Solo taught us. It's not it's Alan a Tudyk. Robot. It's not Alan Tudyk. So I no. don't give a fuck who it is. Exactly. Yeah, remember how that droid has had probably the most meaningful death in all of Disney Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> the Alan Tudyk droid from Rogue oh, One his, his probably was... has the most emotional death in when all of When I think of, of death Wars. in Star Wars, dude, I do honestly think of yeah. that droid. I don't even remember the fucking droid's name. I just remember it as CK Alan Tudyk. It was something, sure. See, it's CKY. No, no, because uh, no, TK421 is, that's a Stormtrooper number, so it's not that. I don't know. I'm not going to look it up right don't now. Look it, no, um, don't look it up. I'm just sad that it's not going to be in the first season of Andor. <laughs> I know. Maybe they, maybe they were lying to us and it's a fake out. Let's hope. I'd be okay with I that. I mean, Disney lies to us all the time. Let's yeah. hope it's something that's they actually for They told us that their benefit. content was good, so, you know, they lied to us a lot. Oh! Um, hey, so, yo! Yeah, so then Tala, Tala, who is wearing her holster, pulls out a thermal detonator... I want to emphasize that again. Tala, who's wearing her holster, pulls out a thermal detonator. Mm-hmm. The holster that mm-hmm. she's wearing. Holster. Anyway. She for pulls for out a thermal, gun? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the one that Leia really liked. Wait. She's, wait remember wait. how earlier in the show Leia really liked her holster? Tala's still wearing that holster. Oh. When she pulls a grenade out. But wait. But wait. <laughs> it's clicking wait, now. Wait, no, I totally fucking <laughs> forgot about all of this. <laughs> no. <laughs> so dumb. The dumbest nitpick. So stupid. Why'd you I didn't need to know that. I didn't need that. I didn't need you to. <laughs> the only I'm heartfelt so, moment later is now ruined. I'm so disappointed, dude. <laughs> Damn it. 
Oh, man. So she pulls out the thermal detonator. And does she throw it in the giant pile of stormtroopers? No. Nah, no. She just holds it. And she's far enough away from all of them. Did it really would it affect them? It, does no, it doesn't affect it. Reva's at the front of the line and she's completely fine. So we can assume every stormtrooper from Reva on... Is also it's completely also fine. Fucking tight. They're like, oh shit. Like you, you could have. She first off, she could have thrown this at any point. She had it the whole time. Pulls it out and just holds it so that she can commit. And then suicide. she's like, goodbye, Kenobi. So that you know, but she's dying in battle, so she gets to go to Valhalla, unlike Sif. Unlike Sif. But maybe Sif's arm is in Valhalla. <laughs> oh fucking! Oh, so. Maybe anyway, your arms anyway. in Valhalla. <sighs> anyway, um, and so yeah, so she she does that. Blows up probably like three stormtroopers and herself and the droid. And so Obi-Wan runs off with the people to and try he's to like, get them out. Ah. And he goes up to Kamal and Gianni and goes, All right, I want you to take Leia and my lightsaber and get the fuck out of here. And get out of here. And also, this, this really, really important comlink. Get it out of here. No, no, he gives the, he gives the, he gives that to her before because they're all trying to get on the ship while Tala and Obi Wan and stuff are planning mm -hmm. to hold them all off. Mm -hmm. So then, so yeah, so they've all run in. We see that Kamal had dropped the specifically only the comlink. It's like two feet away. They have plenty of time. He does not go back for it. Luckily, he didn't drop the the lightsaber. Otherwise, we'd have to have a whole season about Obi Wan getting his lightsaber back. Yeah. Um. This whole show oh changes God, drastically if it was a lightsaber that fall. I forgot about the whole Revon Tatooine shit. <laughs> oh. Yeah, half of the next episode. Um, so yeah, so they get on the ship. Obi-Wan gets on the ship. And they, the ship goes to take off as Vader comes storming in. And, and he fucking... This was kind of cool. Nope. Catching the ship with the Force... Empire Strikes Back is why this is not okay. I mean, yeah, but video games. <laughs> but the Millennium Falcon flying away from Vader. Remember on Hoth? Yeah. He shows up and the Falcon's right there and he does not grab it. Plus, every time we've seen this, like, yes, out of context, it is 100% a badass moment. Despite the really, just really like, wonky I just CGI. like moments of Vader being a fucking bamf, dude. I do too. I wish that this show had more than this one moment. That's true. Well, well episode six kind of has a couple. No, it doesn't. Well, other than him getting his shit kooked. But it, it doesn't because it's it's just copying Ray, really. But we'll get to why that doesn't. Like I think the only badass moments I will give this are in this episode. That's true. One is, yeah, him catching the ship out of context. If we ignore all of canon, it's badass. Once we add canon, it, it lessens it a bit. And... The way he toys with Reva. I was actually genuinely surprised they let Vader just absolutely toy the oh, fuck yeah, out of her. He fucking, he's like, when Ooh. he literally grabs her lightsaber, snaps it in half, gives her half back, like, I'm not even going to fight you with my own blade. That is how much scum beneath my foot you are. Fight me, you bitch. Like, that's what was said in that moment without a single word. And I'm like, this. This is how you do this. Everything else before and everything else after, none of that's badass. This is his one shining moment. And the still, the best Disney Vader moment is still Rogue One in that fucking hallway. Oh, dude, the dark nice I mean, we talk about it all the time. But that just the them trying the rebels trying to get the door open. Oh, the and it's just dark behind it, uh -huh. them and then just the lights. Oh 
And you get that so twist, cool. And you get that twist on Vader's theme for that scene because this this whole show has the worst music. No, ever. seriously, bad music. It's it feels like they like it feels like when someone makes like a YouTube video and they want Star Wars esque music, so they find something called Space Battle instead of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just this generic. And there's a scene in the final episode that actually made me feel that even more because it's the one time we finally get the Imperial March. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, so you Dude, could have used I know. this. I heard it in episode six and I was uh-huh. like, why the fuck have we not heard this before? Yeah. Why am we I'm only like, getting I'm like, this that at the one end? moment made the music I already hated that much worse? Because I'm like, it literally, it feels like. It feels like you went out of your, like, we don't have the, it's, it's like a fan film. We're like, we don't have the rights to use the real music. So this is our Star Wars-y sounding unlicensed stuff that we wrote for this show or found for this show. Like, that's what the whole fucking show feels like. But anyway, so yeah, so he catches the ship, rips it out of the sky. The, the part that sold me, because that bothered me, but the part that I did love is right after that where he just starts tearing chunks off the ship. That's what I was about. That's where I was like, yes. Dude, yeah, that, well, that whole sequence was fucking cool. Only to find out and ruin the entire sequence mm-hmm. that that was a they're decoy. not in there and that was a decoy ship. And yeah, there were two ships the whole fucking time. Meaning everyone could have been gone already. They didn't need to stick around mm-hmm. while Obi-Wan was doing his shit. Uh-huh. And if they had tried that, they would have found out, as we're about to learn, that the second ship doesn't have a functioning hyperdrive. And so then... Why not use they the could one have, without the functioning they hyperdrive as they, a they apparently didn't know until just now, but they would have known if they tried to fly people off planet while Obi-Wan was gone. So literally, if they had done what makes sense, because they had two ships instead of what they couldn't do, because <laughs> we weren't... Metally, we weren't allowed to know that they had two ships. They would have known about that, and then the decoy ship would have been the one without the hyperdrive. And they would have actually gotten away free, except for the fact that there's also a Star Destroyer right above them that somehow isn't shooting at them. But we'll get to that later. So, we see, and if you watch the scene and pay really close attention, it basically just kind of appears out of nowhere. Like, it's sort of parked in the way, way back, but then it just kind of teleports to being right behind it, and then right above it, and then it flies off. And Vader just stands there and watches it fly away and does absolutely nothing to, I don't know, Catch it and drag it out of the sky again like he had just done five seconds prior. He was defeated. He was out of mana. Yeah. No. Uh, he needs more PP potions. Yep. His, his, uh, little, his force bar needs to recharge. Yep. He, needs, he needs to kill more enemies to recharge his force bar. Yep. Because <laughs> um, that's how bad guys recharge their magic. They, kill, they get a kill count. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, so they just fly off into the sunset. They don't get shot at or grabbed by the tractor beam on his spaceship, but that's okay, I guess. Nope. Because we are just going to, you know, as long as it's out of sight, then we can pretend that we forgot it wasn't there. Out of sight, out of mind. So then he's now pissed off. Reva shows up and Vader's like, yeah, by the way, joke's on you. Grand Inquisitor's alive, bitch. Ah, go fuck yourself. And then the Inquisitor pops out and it's just like, hey... Remember how in Clone Wars, when Darth Maul died, he went insane and had to be, like, healed via Force Witches to be brought back to both physical and mental health? Mm -hmm. But apparently it took, like, just three days for... Three days, presumably, in a back-to-tank that no one knew about for the Grand Inquisitor to just be perfectly fine. Yeah, he only got stabbed in the stomach. Yeah, and they have two stomachs. 
Yeah. You know, if I shot you in the kidney, you have two of them, so you'd be fine. Put me in a bag to take for three days, yeah, baby. Totally I'll be totally fine. You know, I can shoot one of your lungs out. You don't need both of them. Yeah, but... Like, this is this is why that argument pissed me off. It's like, oh, they have two stomachs. I'm like, yeah. You if they have about... two stomachs, presumably that means they need two you stomachs. You want to talk about recovery time? Reva gets stabbed in the stomach here and is in oh. a Tatooine in, like, 12 hours. Oh, we're going to get to that. We're 100% <laughs> What the fuck are we that. talking about this guy for? Yeah. So this guy If recovered. anything, this guy was in ICU, at least. <laughs> Yeah, so he recovers somehow and uh, is just like, haha, joke's on you. Turns out I was alive the whole time. All of this was a plan, which implies that, like, getting stabbed by Reva was the plan. And Vader even calls her a youngling. Oh, no, no, before that. The fight is before this. So, yeah, so she shows up and Vader's like, and no, she shows So that he's flying away. She shows up to try to sneakily kill Vader mm-hmm. by... Pulling her lightsaber back as far as she can, turning it on so it makes a noise, and then swinging it at him. Instead of like, oh, I don't know. Aiming at him and turning it on? Yeah. So she makes the most obvious audio attempt to kill him possible. So he stops her swing in midair. Now, visually, again, this is another one where it's like visually cool, but yeah, the but problem... You can't do that shit. Yeah, like, there are certain things in battles that you cannot do just because once you do them, it's a lot like the it Haldo maneuver. The yeah, it's a lot like the Haldo maneuver. Like, the second you do it and go, oh, we can just say that we can do this now, it makes you wonder why that hasn't happened in every single space battle before and after this. So we get the same thing now with the Force. Why the fuck aren't Force users just stopping lightsabers from even being a thing? Um, it's implied in a lot of stuff before this show. That basically, it's like because they're both force users, it kind of just cancels it out, type of a thing. Mm-hmm. You even kind of see that in Episode Three when when Obi Wan and Anakin are fighting, they kind of just they they stop using the force because they're basically just it's like an immovable force meets another an unmovable un- un- object. Yeah, it's like an, was it, an unstoppable force meets an immovable object kind of a thing. No, you were just and out so there. go away. <laughs> um, and so that's that's kind of how the implication is like you can't do that. Just because you can both use it, so you'd both be able to just counter each other. Well, and, and to that point, too, also in lightsaber fighting lore of Star Wars, which mm-hmm. Disney's probably ignoring, uh-huh. um, that maneuver of just aiming your lightsaber at somebody and turning it on is actually a banned lightsaber technique. Yeah. It's banned by the Sith because of cowardice, and it's banned by the Jedi because of sportsmanship. Yeah, but because Reva's in a place where she does no gives no fucks about being a coward. Seriously, or sportsmanship, it's true. It makes sense for her to use that tactic. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I was like, that's how well, I'm like, but like the tactic. Yeah, so anyways, I'm defending so this show. Let me defend this show. It's weird. <laughs> um, so she starts swinging a bunch, and Vader's just being like, "Haha, I'm not even going to pull lightsaber. I'm going to just keep blocking it with the force." And blah 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 blah. And then he. This lightsaber fight especially highlighted how much they seem to be relying on Dark Souls for their logic of how Dude, lightsaber all these fights fucking work. Rolls, man. There's a lot of dodge. Like, there are two big. There are multiple issues with the lightsaber fights in the show, but two big ones are the amount of dodge rolls and the fact that they're all on flat surfaces. Mm-hmm. Like all of the other side. Like one of the coolest things about Duel of the Fates is how vertical that fight is. Well, the amount of everywhere, man. Yeah, they're all over the place. They're literally in like they come in a giant room where there's. Layers and layers of platforms to jump on and jump down to, and all of this shit. But these, it's like they forgot that outside of using the force to block a lightsaber, they forgot, hey, force jump, force dot. Like, there's a lot of agility and mobility that comes from being a force user that is heavily absent in these shows. Um, and with a lot of weird dodge rolling. 
So that happens a bunch. And then finally, he kind of gets her on her knees. She activates the helicopter blade part of her lightsaber. And in a cool move, he literally slows it down until it comes to a complete stop. Sucks the lightsaber right out of her hand. Snaps it in half and gives her one blade. And is like, yeah, now we're going to fight. And he make, and so now it's down to a one-handed blade. Which, as we all know, I don't. I doubt they did this on purpose. But as we all know from canon, if Vader is fighting you with one hand, it means he sees you as less than worthy, because his full strength comes from the power in swinging with two full hands mm-hmm. and with that weight behind it. So if that's not there, it's kind of like in the opening of the Princess Bride, where it's like you know they're all fighting each other left-handed. <laughs> Him using one hand is that equivalent. It's just I'm literally going easy because I don't see you as worthy of my full strength. Yeah. You're not going to compete with me. Yep. So they they fight, they duel, and he stabs her in the stomach. Mm-hmm. And while she's on the ground, not not bleeding out, I guess, because it's cauterized, Di- but dying, but not dying, that's when the Grand Inquisitor shows up with, well, 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 I'm okay. <laughs> and, oh, what is it? Uh, Revenge does wonders for the will to live. That's the quote. Just implying that as long as you want revenge, you don't die in Star Wars. And that's that simple, and that's how that works. So, dying has been reduced to if you're angry and revengeful enough, then you can't die. That's, all, that's what dying is now. God. And, uh... And so, yeah, they're basically, like, everything was, like... And Vader even calls her youngling in this moment, implying that he knew from the day that she showed up at Inquisitor Academy... That that was the youngling, like, that basically, like, I knew you weren't dead. This makes it even worse, because there's no way in hell that Anakin in that moment is letting anyone live. At all. So this means that Anakin knew she wasn't dead, let her live, when she got older, trained by God knows who in how to be a fucking force user, until she was old enough and competent enough to try to join the Inquisitors. Join the Inquisitors... And the whole time, from the day she showed up to the office, they went, oh, yeah, no, no, we know that she's the psychopath. So uh, that's, yeah, she's the one that we tried to kill before. Great, yeah, let her join in. We'll watch her with great interest. We know at some point she's going to try to kill Vader. And was, like, almost implying that the Grand Inquisitor got stabbed on purpose. Pretty much. It seems like that way, that, that, like, their, their plan wouldn't have continued or succeeded if the Grand Inquisitor wasn't out of the way for her to have the ambition. Yes, yeah, like they were going to intentionally have him get stabbed and hopefully one of his stomachs, so this way he's fine. Like, thank God that they knew she wasn't going to cut off his head. So, so that's their ha-ha, fuck you. They all leave to go hunt after Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan's with all the people. She is left dying on that planet. communicator. Oh, yeah, and she, yeah, she finds the communicator that has just enough... It basically says Tatooine, Owen, and Boy. That's that's essentially the gist. Like she can't hear most of what it says, mm-hmm. but that's enough for her to because she met Owen in the first episode, so that's enough for her but to she figure never out his name. No, she did. Oh, she did. Yeah, I it, it was sad because she's like, "What? What's your name? Oh, it's Owen. Cool. Do you have a family, Owen? Oh, it's like yeah, she knew his name. Okay. Um, I th- I'm pretty yeah, I'm pretty sure she knew his name, and even if not, she knew to ask about Owen when she got to Tatooine. Um, but she needed to go back to Tatooine. No, she, yeah, she knew it was Owen because she went to, like, where she saw him last to try to find him initially. Oh, okay. Um, she just didn't know specifically where he lived. 
And so it kind of cuts there. Now, you would think that even though they've left Reva for dead, they're probably going to take her spaceship back to Darth Vader's ship so that they have all of their ships. And they're probably not going to leave the dying, revengeful Reva, who has survived a stab once before. As a child, nonetheless. As a child, and has a lot of stomach scar tissue. That They're probably not going to leave her a transport to get off-world, are they? God, no. Well, we don't know what happened, because the next episode opens up, and she's on Tatooine. Nice. She has somehow recovered enough that she can walk around. She's maybe holding her stomach here and there, but for the most part, she's just completely fine walking around Tatooine. Now, somehow. this episode has, like, two stories going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Last episode, let's just talk about the Reva one first, because okay. it's the least interesting one. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and the then we can talk about... ruin both... Ampru and Uncle Owen. Yeah. Um, and even more Ruin Reva. Should I say John Wick Brew? <laughs> yeah, no shit, dude. So, yeah, so Reva just punches a dude who's drinking water because she wants to know where Owen is. Um, Owen is in town with Luke, and we finally get some Luke footage. Hey, so Owen's, Owen's in town with Luke, and basically someone kind of warns them that you're being looked for, so they dip out and head back home. Reva finds out from someone. I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't remember who it is. She finds out from someone. So Owen goes home and is like, all right, we need to run. Because from their perspective, they know... Jedi or They know a Sith Inquisitor is coming for them. Which means, as far as they know, an entire army of stormtroopers is right behind said Inquisitor. Like, as far as they know... That's true. An entire, like, destroyer worth of troops, or at least an Inquisitor ship worth of troops is showing up. Because when there was rumor of a Jedi on Tatooine, you know, earlier that week, three Inquisitors <laughs> and a bunch of Stormtroopers were all over the planet. There's, like, there's no reason for them not to expect, bare minimum, the same amount as before. If you think you've been found out, like, first and foremost... Especially this level of found out. Uh-huh. Yeah. First and foremost, get off planet. Secondly, never come back to this planet ever again. That that's, would be a smart thing. That's exactly what you would think would be happening here. Yep. No, because nope. that would be the smart thing. Um, so they, she goes, or so Aunt Brew goes, no, the smart thing is to defend our home and our This is our, our home, Owen. And so she opens a hole in the wall and starts pulling guns out that... Owen looks like he's never seen before in his life. <laughs> so Amaru apparently was, I guess, an assassin or a soldier or a hitman or something in a pre- or bounty hunter in a previous life because she's just pulling fucking sniper rifles and other shit out of the wall. Like or it's no big deal. She's just secretly bought weapons as when they took Luke in, knowing right. that it would be dangerous. That's I mean that's possible. But I don't think that's something she would secretly do herself. Yeah, I I think yeah, like that's that's the yeah, like the well, if you're, like, in a relationship The proficiency with of this, though, like, that's the weird part. Like, the proficiency of this shit, of just, like, all right, yeah, pull them out, you take this one. Like, it's, it felt very, it, honestly, it felt a lot like when John Wick's home got invaded. Yeah, when, that's, he, when he breaks the floor open. Yeah, when he breaks the floor open and then meticulously pulls the guns out and puts them together and has it ready to go. Like, it felt like someone who knew what they were doing and a random farmer who adopted son happens to be the son of the worst person in the galaxy... That, I mean, yeah, her going off and training on how to use this for 10 years, sure. Doing it secretly from her husband so he's just a helpless farmer and she's really good with a gun, much less likely 
So that that's why it felt more like John Wicky to me. I'm like, what the fuck does? God damn it! I know. I'm like, I, I want to ask this question, but also I don't want an entire. I don't want the answer. I don't want the Aunt Beru TV series. <laughs> the Aunt Beru prequel series about her life before being Aunt Beru. And that in the last episode of that series, she's like, the one thing I never really quite learned to protect myself from was fire. <laughs> oof. Oof. Well, that's the other thing. I'm like, so the, 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 the two farmers who we saw get brutally murdered by stormtroopers are about to try to hold their own against the Sith Inquisitor. Cool. Got it. Tight. So, so they, they so tell, because they have to be careful here, because Luke's can't, Luke's not allowed to see a lightsaber. Why not? Because when he sees one in A New Hope, that's the fr- that's clearly the first time he's ever oh, seen one. Oh, that's right, that's right. So they have to be careful here. And they are in the dumbest way possible, but they sort of are. Um, and so... Night falls. Literally, immediately. Because they walk into their house and it's daytime, and then all of a sudden it's nighttime. Yeah. Um, but they've told Luke that they're going to be raided by sand people, and if... Basically, if we die, you run and never look back. And looks like which, tight. <laughs> yeah, looks like okay. Which again is adds to the why didn't you just run away then? Like your final plan is Luke. Once we're dead and can't save you anymore, then run. Until then, we're gonna die. All right, later, bud. <laughs> Go and hide in this room. Instead of like, I don't know, setting up a scope and just waiting till you see her on the horizon and shooting at her. Because like they they're, they're surrounded by nothing. That's true. They have the ultimate defensive spot because she can only dodge so many shots. So just sit back and just, oh, look, she's two miles out. Cool. Start unloading at her. She can only block, hide from, or whatever. So many shots. Instead, they wait till she's literally in their house. Owen misses from point-blank range. They're not, and even then, it's like line up on opposite sides so that, like, whoever, like, if he shoots and she turns, you have a clear shot of her from the back and she's dead. Just, this is, ba- I'm not even trained on anything, and this is just basic what comes to mind of, like, Here's a billion different ways well, this could have gone better. if you're being attacked, you want to attack their vulnerabilities. Right? Exactly. And you know how Force users, Inquisitors, Jedi, Sith, uh-huh. how they fight. Yeah. Because you've seen them do that shit. hmm So you should know, okay, well, if she can see the shots coming at her, she can probably deflect them. But if she doesn't see the shots coming, it's not like she has a fucking spidey sense. Mm-mm. Yeah, we'll just we'll shoot at her from opposite but sides instead, at the exact same time. We're gonna have like a three minute fight sequence mm-hmm. of her just destroying us. Just and then get, yeah, wrecking her way through them without actually killing them because again they have plot armor. Because mm-hmm, they have they have to die in the movie. Yeah, they have to die in the next movie. <laughs> they have to die in a they have to die um, in a new home. At one point, and although I will give I will give the actor who plays him and their writing of o- Uncle Owen in this one moment a lot of fucking credit when he grabs a stick and is like, yeah. I don't care if I die. I'm gonna fight you, even if it's with a stick versus a lightsaber. And there, like, there's like little tidbits of like powerful moments in this. And then we get what I think is meant to imply that Reva knows that Luke is Vader's child, because she says, "Huh, you defend him like he's your own." And then we get probably the only good line in the entire show. He is my. He is my own. But by saying that, like, that's that's where I, I got the implication from a lot of this, that, like, she knows how is, Luke how is, is Vader's kid. She shouldn't. 
Well, the, here's the thing. Based on what she knows, she is trying... So, again, to add to this whole Reva redemption arc we're about to get to, based on the fact that she found a hologram where the rebels were that told her that Uncle Owen on Tatooine has a boy, she is now trying to murder that kid. That's the entire tidbit of... Which makes absolutely garbage sense. Because that means she's trying to kill him based on nothing. But even then... The two options you have are revenge on Obi-Wan or revenge on Vader, both of which make no sense. She has zero connection to connect him to Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. She and doesn't even, know that that was his thing. Yeah, and even if she knows that it's Vader's kid, how, like, hey, Vader, I'm going to kill the kid that you don't know about, and you're not going to know that I've killed him either. That's my ultimate revenge. Haha, fuck you. Like, Go fuck yourself, Vader. There is no, no one has been able to defend why Reva goes to kill Luke. There's no reason for it, other than I'm just fully evil now. I just want to murder a kid. She almost Which, murdered. I mean, I get it, kids can be dicks, but she like... She almost murdered Leia, too, so it's yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? Um, well, I mean, it Why was almost... Why is she a good guy? I, yeah. So, she fights her way through, she, she gets past Owen, Beru yells at Luke to run away, she gets past Luke, we, she's in the room with Luke in there, and then we see Luke run up the hole in the roof. So there's a 100% chance that Luke saw the lightsaber in there just off screen, but uh-huh. whatever. We'll pretend that they did a really good job of making sure he didn't see it. He goes running off. She goes running off. And we get some force speed running off screen because the mountains that are about 40 miles away, they're both at in about five seconds. Yeah, pretty quick. So they're going. She uses the force to knock him out. Which somehow doesn't make him immediately start asking about the force, but okay. So she used the force to knock him out. This way he's at least unconscious. She stands over him. And they need to really this is where this is where the writers think everyone watching the show is an idiot. Because first off, they see her standing over him. Start they start impo- superimposing her as a kid over him. So she sees herself in this moment. Kind of and that's like, oh, it's like she's realizing that she's become Vader in this. Which, we didn't even need that. If no, she was a she... good enough actress, we could have gotten that just from looking at her face. Mm-hmm. But to make it worse, just in case you're too stupid to get it even now, they then superimpose the entire scene. So you're seeing Anakin standing over her with the lightsaber ready to kill her. Just to really drive it home. Hey, this is why this is here. Uh-huh. They just really need to make sure that you dumb audience members understand what's happening in this scene. Because, you know, God forbid there's any just subtlety to any of this. To anything. And so she breaks down for the first time ever. Again, for really no reason, this is the first kid that she's killed that she sees as a problem. Hmm. So she decides to not kill him. And now we can rewind in time to Obi-Wan's adventure. Obi-Wan's on the ship. They're like, we don't have a hyperdrive. And he's like, okay, so like, how are we going to get out of here? And they're like, well, we're not. Because we like, don't have a hyperdrive. And he's like, all right, but what, how much time would you need to fix the hyperdrive? An hour? That's not enough time. That's a running joke in this. Yeah. I need X amount of time. Well, you need to do it faster than that. Like, okay. He's like, okay, uh, don't tell Leia. But I'm going to get on this this little skate potty ship, and I'm going to go over here. I'm going to abandon all of you to this and conveniently guess what? located planet. I, I bet money, I'm betting credits on it, 
Darth Vader is going to follow me. And he's going to completely ignore all of you. He doesn't give a shit about you guys. He wants me. His gigantic Star Destroyer that should have already blown us out of the sky but isn't and has a tractor beam and has hyperspace travel and uh-huh. has a billion TIE fighters. And has a bunch of other smaller ships, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, um, that's no. going to ignore you uh-huh. because as we away. established in the last episode, when it comes to me, he has tunnel vision. And I am going to go right now. Okay, bye. Don't tell Leia. Mm-hmm. So uh, except hops. for you. Camille, come here. You tell her after I'm gone. Okay, bye. So he jumps into this escape pod that's like half the size of the transport, but somehow... It's fucking huge. And it seems to like pop out like the middle of the transport. Like when we see it pop out, immediately all I can think is like, where are the people? Like, how are there people on this? Remember on Leia's much bigger ship in A New Hope, the escape pod? It barely barely fits fits the two droids. There's no life forms on that ship. Yeah. But this is, yeah, this is a entire spaceship that's more powerful than his Jedi ship because it actually has a hyperdrive on it, too. Who was that's... I talking to about Spaceballs? But one joke in Spaceballs, quick side note, because uh-huh. I need something to make me laugh. Okay. Is when they, uh, they land, like, it's the after where they're looking for the droids on Tatooine. And he's like, comb the desert. <laughs> <laughs> and they're dragging the giant comb through the, okay, anyway. But then there's... There's the two stormtroopers that have a pick <laughs> as well. <laughs> anyway. I love that moment. It's so great. You know what's really, really sad? Hmm. Family Guy had more respect for Star Wars source we material. We talked about this in the first episode. I thought, I thought so. Yeah. I wasn't 100% sure if we did it yeah, like, Fucking something, something dark side. Yeah, if you want to watch something that's meant to be like comedic, but also still honors the source material better, go Really watch the well, three, too. Like, go watch the three Family Guy Star Wars movies. I really wish they would have done the prequels, too. Oh, I wish American Dad would do the prequels. American Dad do the prequels, and then like, the Cleveland yeah, then, Show does yeah, the sequels. Revive the Cleveland Show just to do the sequels. Yeah, that would and be very fitting. It. Very fitting. Um... And so, yeah, we, uh, so Obi-Wan goes, lands on the planet. Mm-hmm. Vader tells them to stop following the other ship. And they're like, but that's where all the rebels yeah, like, are. Yeah, that's where all the rebels. And like, you have a TIE fighter. How about you follow him in your TIE fighter and we go with the ship? He's like, no. All right, now you stay here. I'm going to leave in my TIE fighter. <laughs> <laughs> stay. Stay, all of you. Stay. Why? Because the rebellion <laughs> needs to happen. Duh. No, dude, did you not see the yeah, did movies? Did you not see A New Hope? Come have you on. not seen the movies? And they're like, yeah. don't, like, don't worry. We're going to ignore her and I'll catch her in another like 10 to, years. Uh, or so. To bring space balls up again. <laughs> <laughs> have you not seen the movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does the script say? Oh, yes, Cheyenne. We are definitely still alive. Yeah, we're dude. Not even, we're not even two hours in. Of course, we're still alive. Um, um, thanks so, for coming back, though. Yeah. We're not even two hours in. No. Oh, dude, this we is are actually... five minutes away from two hours. Uh, I was going to say, I was going to say, I was going to say. Um, so, Obi-Wan lands. Mm-hmm. Vader lands after Obi-Wan, and I want to make sure that's very important as to who gets there first. Because then the first words out of Vader's mouth are, did you come here to kill me? That could make sense. Except that he followed him there. Yeah. He's the one chasing Obi-Wan down yeah, to kill Obi-Wan. Did you come did you come here, like to this location specifically, to kill me? I know I followed you. I know I followed but you. Did I you, know I'm the one you, trying to kill you. Did you pick this location to kill me? And the obvious answer is no, we were flying through space and couldn't get away, and I was a diversion. It's, uh, it's still like out of any out of 
all the things for Vader to say first and foremost. Can we talk about how cool it is when he cuts his fucking mask open? Though? No, it's not actually. In I thought it was cool. Not to, when you finish Rebels, you won't think it was cool anymore. Is there a cooler one in Rebels? Rebel, yeah, Rebels did it first, and it had actually way more emotional impact. Cause it's oh, fight. is it Ahsoka? It's how Ahsoka learns. No! It's, what? Okay, it's I think you told me this. It's how Ahsoka learns that Anakin is Darth Vader, because oh. she doesn't know. Because when she when, Ana, when Order 66 happens, all she does is sense that she can no longer sense Anakin. So she assumed Anakin died in Order 66, and that Vader is some new monstrosity. And it is in the Rebels... That she has her first face-to-face battle with Vader. And she cuts his mask open in the exact same way. Just the opposite side. And it's that moment. And they even get... They do the hybrid voice thing. But it's the voice actor for Rebels. Which is the same voice actor from Clone Wars. So the voice actor from Clone Wars. They got him back. So it's him with the James Earl Jones mixover. Oh my god. To do the hybrid voice. Between... I mean, Punching Children's Tribunus. So that he's talking. So like, oh, there's an actual, so much more emotional yeah, impact. There's an actual emotional reason behind it because it's her learning for the first time in her entire life since Order sixty six that her master is alive and he is the terror that she has just been trying to murder because he is ruining the galaxy. Versus, Obi Wan already knows who it is. So why the like? Yeah, who cares? Hooray! So it was just cool to see Hayden Christensen. Okay? No, I agree. And like, and in that scene. They act like that was the best acting from anyone in the show in that one moment. Like that whole conversation between the two of them. However, so Obi-Wan goes to this planet and the last thing he says is, one of us is dying. But actually, none of us are dying. He goes down. There's a very over-the-top force fight, which was the most... like. A lot of people... He's always throwing rocks at uh him and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like a lot of people give episode three shit for when like palpatine is throwing the senate at yoda oh what no that's cool as shit oh it is cool as shit that's cool as shit because it's the two of the most powerful force users ever doing this in that moment obi-wan has never been one of the most powerful force users he's a trickster he's a force trickster exactly so to have him pull a ray and summon a fuck ton of rocks and just start hucking them at Vader. And then on top of that, having Vader not block it like he's fucking. He Neo was blocking it. lightsaber strikes a minute yeah, ago. But bro. now he's literally struggling as rocks come flying. Like he should be fucking Neo in the Matrix with this well, shit. Because what's what we talked about in episode three, right? Is that. Or in our last episode, is that uh, Obi Wan had to win this fight. Yes. Obviously, for mm-hmm. canon reasons. He had to win this fight. Exactly. The way they did it, though is fucking stupid. Yes. Because we've seen, not once, but twice before this, that Obi-Wan doesn't hold a candle to Darth Vader anymore. Well, and especially in this fight, because earlier in this fight... He got his ass kicked! I was terrified. So he knocks Obi-Wan into a pit, and he's standing over him, and in that moment I was like, oh no. Oh no, not the Darth Maul treatment. Vader's gonna say I have the high ground. He's gonna... I I was positive. That they were going to put that in. I almost wonder if because it's Vader they can do this. I wonder if he actually, like, in the original cut he said it. And then someone went, that's too cringy. Like, even for us that's too cringy and they pulled it out. I wonder if. Maybe. Just because of the sheer fact that it's like. Maybe. It it felt like almost anyone I know who's talked about this thought the same thing. Oh, he's obviously going to say I have the high. they're pulling everything from that fucking movie. They might as well. Like, he's standing above him, looking down at his body. 
I was genuinely surprised he did not say, I have the high ground now, and then start burying him in the rocks. Ugh. Right? So he that, buries, left a, that actually left a bad taste in my he, mouth. He buries Obi-Wan in a shit ton of rocks that don't squish him into a pulp somehow. And for the second time in Vader's life, he leaves a very alive person to die off screen, hopefully. Back-to-back episodes. Now, if you were to have Qui-Gon ever show up in this kind of a show, this is when you should do it. Mm-hmm. He's about to die. He's about to give up. Now more than ever, he needs his master for the first time to be like, hey... Uh, don't give up. But I mean, instead, he starts dreaming about children he's barely met. Oh yeah. Which to some people came across as a little like... bit creepy, but I don't. I think that's reading into it. I'm not. I was. I mean, I was, yeah. I didn't have that thought. That I've line. seen a few people like, oh, that was kind of creepy. I'm like, no, like, no, it's Obi. Yeah, Disney's not... fucked up, but like, let's dial it back, guys. Yeah, Come chill on, out, chill out, chill out. So yeah, so we get mostly Leia footage because they didn't want to re-record stuff when they had no screen footage of Luke as ten years old. So mm-hmm. it was. Leia, 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 Luke, Leia, 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 Luke, Leia, Leia. Even though for the last 10 years, he's literally just been watching. Yeah, he's literally been watching over Luke for the last decade. He's known Leia for six days. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, but Leia's his (laughs) main... And she's she's caused so much trouble in his life. So that's his main motivation for existing. And so he jumps up out of the rubble. They have their whole fight. He gets a really lucky cut of, like, the suit. And mm-hmm. so then you hear the classic Vader. <laughs> Which I was like, dude, yeah, this is where you kill him mm-hmm. because he's weakened. So, well, even more than that. So he cuts the whole thing out of his mask and then we have an extremely heartfelt emotional back and forth where mm-hmm. basically Obi-Wan is absolved of any guilt when yeah. Anakin goes. Anakin's like, you didn't you do didn't... this. You didn't kill Anakin. Uh-huh. I killed Anakin. Which kind of fucks up uh, A New Hope where the idea that Vader killed Anakin was Obi-Wan's idea because now when Luke gets mad Obi-Wan should have responded with literally what he told me the last time I saw him. He literally told me he killed himself. Yeah, he he told me Vader killed Anakin the last time I saw him. This is not on me. This this certain point of view, that's not even on me. That's that's what he said. I was just repeating what your dad said, so... Why are you being such a bitch about it, bro? That's what he told me. (laughs) So yeah, so he... So Anakin even... Bro, stop being such a bitch about it, bro. So Anakin even tells him yes... Anakin's gone. He's dead. I, Vader, killed him. And then Obi-Wan goes, so my friend is truly gone. And walks away, leaving him alive. Like, so at the end of episode three, it's arguable that it's not Obi-Wan's fault that Anakin survived. Because he left him with zero... He left in him a really shitty situation. Yeah, like, he left him... his Burning is, alive. His body is burning to a crisp... His, his All of his limbs are gone. He's alone. No one, as far as Obi-Wan knows, basically no one knows where he is. Cool. He didn't strike the killing blow because that is his brother. Mm-hmm. But as far as he knew, that it was dude, an honor. Thing. There was a 99.9% chance he was going to die. And if Palpatine didn't show up right when he did, Vader would never have existed. Yeah, because Vader barely lived yeah the only reason he lived even to the extent of living as he is now yeah, he's because of machines yeah it's because of machines and bacta and sucking the life force because from he's more machine than man now hmm. he's a tsa nightmare as they would say <laughs> and uh so that's 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 fair that's justified now 
every single death from this day onward is Obi-Wan's fault. Absolutely Obi-Wan's fault. Alderaan is Obi-Wan's oh, fault. 100% Obi-Wan's fault. This is 100%. why when people say, like, oh, no, it didn't damage. This damages... This... This fucks up canon hardcore. As much as other shit damages Obi-Wan's character, this damages it the most. Like, it Obi-Wan makes him is a now... sniveling pussy, dude. Yeah. Fuck Obi-Wan. Like, and this weird Disney moral bullshit of, like... Do you remember he- how heroes don't kill ever? I'm like, no, no. Remember, like, like I hate like that was the the cringiest line in Infinity War, going back to a Marvel movie, is when Captain America says to Vision, "We don't trade lives." Absolutely, trade you lives. absolutely trade lives, and especially in Star Wars, like, dude, one against the entire galaxy, you absolutely trade lives. I remember being excited to see Ewan McGregor portray Kenobi again because of how much impact Obi-Wan Kenobi If he ever had. actually got the chance to play Kenobi uh-huh. a second time, I would be excited because he has yet to do no, that. No, he hasn't but done that yet. This character is not Yeah, exactly. It's no, this isn't Obi-Wan Kenobi. No. This is like some shell. This is just if anything the only reason Hayden Christensen is here and uh Ewan McGregor are here is for the member berries, that's it. Well, it's not even for the member berries. It's to get people to watch the show. It's fucking ridiculous. This was ridiculous. the most watched Disney Plus show, I believe, like when it debuted at least, out of any of them. And that's why, because the show was advertised on two things. Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen are back together again, mm-hmm. and the Battle of the Century. We got neither of those, we because did. other than one flashback, those two were never on screen together. Like, I mean, yes, it was him some of the time in the Vader suit, but in reality, it was never the two of them together. Outside of the flashback, and then the one mask-ripped-open scene. And the fight of the century was bullshit, and ended in the worst way possible. Because I, I, saw, I saw this going into it. I was like, you can't... There are very few ways that you could... The only way you can have them fight is if there is a way that it's impossible for either one to kill the other one. Because otherwise, Obi-Wan becomes responsible. Because like, you have to convince me that either, because because one, based on the lines in A New Hope, Obi-Wan has to beat Vader in any fight. Vader can't win and leave him alive because of the whole, the last time we met, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. The circle is now complete. Because of that line, Obi-Wan has to win any fight that they have. Mm. But also, Obi-Wan has to win in a way that it's not his just, fault yeah. that Vader's alive. And that's not what happened here. That's not what happened. It is very much... He walked away from a Vader. Because, like, this is a Vader who's still got his suit. His spaceship is five fucking feet away. Like, he knows, yeah, that dude's going to pop up right to his destroyer, get in the back to tank, and be fine tomorrow. Like, I just made it difficult for him to breathe for a bit. I didn't actually... He didn't damage him. He damaged the suit and cut a hole in his mask. There's no reason at all to think that would kill him. Unless, again... They were on a planet where no one knew where they were. Not his gigantic personal ship was five feet above in orbit. So then, cutting back to Reva. Then we, well, no. We find out that Obi-Wan's ship has a hyperdrive. Because he senses a problem. Oh, that's right. He senses the Tatooine shit Yeah, he senses the Tatooine problem. And so he pops in and hyperdrives right over to Tatooine. And I guess, luckily, he's five minutes away from Tatooine because... Yeah, he gets there while... After the whole Owen Reva fight, when Reva just... Yeah, Reva, when away. Reva's off with Luke about to kill him, that's when he shows up. 
Ben and Owen are just screaming, oh, Luke, Luke. where might you be? Because we don't know. Luke! And Ben goes, all right, let's spread out and try to look for him. Not, oh, I don't know. Let me use my force powers to sense where he might be because (laughs) I could do that because that's how the force works. Because that is how the force works. Yes, it is. So he gets to be the luckiest protector of all time because the person who tried to kill his protectee decides not to and brings Mm -hmm. him back. Then she is redeemed via Obi-Wan because she didn't kill Luke. Because she even says, I'm, did I become Vader? Like, did I become as bad as him? Because I... Yes. Was, yes. Worse, even. Absolutely. Because Vader was manipulated into doing it by a father figure and then essentially kind of had no path out of there. And so everything after was... Like, there was a string attached to everything that he did. Mm-hmm. She did it all out of nothing but vengeance. He, she's worse than Vader. Absolute selfishness. Tom. And the only thing that she did, like Vader's final act, was an act of redemption. He didn't just stop trying to kill Luke. He also killed Palpatine. Yeah, when he throws him down the yeah. Come on. And even then, Vader was only redeemed in Luke's eyes. I guarantee, had Vader survived, he would have been a war prisoner for the rest of his days. Reva has just been wandered. She has been given the act of forgiveness by another good character, meaning we in the audience are supposed to buy it, because she just stopped trying to kill Luke. She didn't do anything. She stopped trying to do the bad thing, which was one of a billion other bad things that she which did. Which is exactly what happened in Doctor Strange, too. Yeah. Wanda exactly just, what Wanda did. Wanda just stopped. But the difference here, Wanda at least has the asterisk of the Darkhold corrupting her. Reva doesn't even have that. She's just been an evil psychopath ever since she was stabbed as a youngling and uh, stopped being a psychopath for a day. Yep. Also, Reva, like, he should have redeemed her by killing her. But like, yeah, I forgive you, but also you need to die. Because you're a menace. You are a plague on this galaxy. Because what happens, well, not even that. She now... What happens when somebody cuts you off She knows the biggest secret in the galaxy. She knows the two biggest secrets in the galaxy. She knows that Anakin is Darth Vader... And she knows that Anakin has at least one kid, yeah. Luke, who's on Tatooine with his uncle. What happens if she gets captured and tortured? What happens if she has another change of heart as she's had like five of those in this season? What happens if she decides that the information is worth something and goes to Vader to buy her life and freedom? There's a billion different reasons why both Obi-Wan and Anakin should want her dead. Like both of them should want her dead. Absolutely. fucking but since Obi-Wan didn't kill Vader, you can't then have him kill Reva. So he gives her a get-out-of-jail-free card. And she goes off to and be either, in the Reva Disney Plus TV series. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, either the Reva series or Kenobi Season 2. Ugh. Which I don't want either. Fuck that shit. I want neither of those to be a thing. Like, But holy shit, dude, we did it. Yeah, we did the whole... Oh, no, we're not done yet. What? Because then there's like the, the epilogues. What's the so, epilogue? Um, Obi-Wan abandons Luke on Tatooine yet again to go over to Alderaan. Oh, that's right. That's right. To that's right. <clears throat> say goodbye to Leia and give her Tala's holster. Dude, how funny would it be <laughs> if there's the scene where she's about to blow up and she's like, goodbye, Obi-Wan. And he goes, and he goes Leia like that. And he takes her holster <laughs> he with the force. The, he uses yeah. the force to just like steal her holster just before like, she dies. Uh, Leia like that holster. Yeah, <laughs> Leia really like that holster and you're about to die. How about a memento <laughs> real quick? 
Like that holster should be burning in ashes first off. Mm-hmm. But you're that was a thermal detonator. Yeah. Bro. But like so, best case scenario, what we're saying is somehow the holster survived a thermal detonator blast. He flew back to the planet, found her charred remains with this magical holster, and grabbed it. And he was like, "You, you, you, you." And ew, even ew, then, ew, like, ew, ew, ew. this is this is even worse than um, <laughs> the solo get, like Han getting his name or uh, Uncharted getting his uh, holster. Yeah, because this isn't even an item she's had later. This is more like. Remember how like Leia shot a gun at some point as an adult? She probably had a holster as a kid then, because why not? Like that's it's even worse because it's not even a real item. It's just it's a trait. It's literally this is a sign of a trait she'll have later on down the road. <laughs> she'll use a gun at some point. So therefore, at one point she's gonna shoot a so gun. Therefore, because the she had princess a has a holster because we got to show that she also is an action princess, and her mom's gonna be like awesome, and then she's gonna go to her dad and be like. We need to chain stuff. Why? Because look at my fucking holster. I have a holster now, so we need to <laughs> look at gonna, my fucking holster. Let's change some that shit. Our planet's super oppressed, and we got to change that, King. Okay, sure. Let's change it. It's. It was just. It was a very weird, empowering moment that was unnecessary. Not because how dare you empower Leia, but she's ten. She's ten years old. She survived a terrible, traumatic experience. I think that's empowering enough. We don't need to pretend that the planet is just fucked. Oh my god. And that she has this magical fireproof holster now. Which means in season two, she's going to have it and get shot, but they'll shoot the holster and she'll be alive because the holster blocked <laughs> the shot. Calling calling my shot now. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, are we and actually then, done now? And then Obi will know. Oh, yeah, then he's leaving. And he, yeah. So then he goes back to Tatooine and he gets to find... And ben allow, or Uncle Owen allows him to meet Luke for the first time. That's right, that's right, that's right. Which, again, doesn't set up for episode four very well. Because like, the way this starts out... Old man Ben, he's crazy. Exactly. Like, Owen seems to hate Ben in episode four. And the way this starts, that works. But now they've mended fences, which means over the next ten years... He's going to do something Season else. two, he's going to piss Owen off. He's going to fuck up But he something. shows up, and we finally, six episodes in, we finally get the moment we've all been waiting for. Here's your toy. Hello there. Because he can't... Right. He has to say it. Because he said it that one time in that first movie, in every movie since, so he's got to say it. So, yeah, then he gets to hand him the toy. And then, we get a massively canon-breaking cameo. Because as Obi-Wan is walking back, Liam Neeson shows up as the ghost of Qui-Gon Jinn. So, I did not see this. What? I didn't see this part. Because I was watching Are you this. aware of it, though, or are you just finding out now? I just found out that Qui-Gon was in this show. Okay, yeah. So yeah, that's right why. Now. Remember earlier when I made the whole, like, kind of This is where Qui-Gon should show this up. This is where Qui-Gon should have shown up. And I had heard that Qui-Gon had shown up. Yeah, so but he's just, like, walking back on his little beast to his cave, and Qui-Gon pops up, and it's like, oh, it's about time. <laughs> just the sassiest fuck you comment. Not, hey, how have things been? Hey, how was it not killing the guy I told you to train like four times? Uh, hey, just no, just. Oh, uh, hey, how was the a, war? Literally, just it's about fucking time. Come on, let's go talk. And walks away. Here's why I had everyone else who doesn't, anyone who hasn't seen Clone Wars, got really excited at this, and all of us who saw Clone Wars went, "Go fuck yourself," because. It is canon. Clone Wars, which is George Lucas canon, mm-hmm. that Qui-Gon Jinn cannot appear as a Force ghost. 
Why not? He because he didn't finish the training before he died. He was basically the one who figured out that this was even possible. He died before he finished the training, so he could he could, his voice like you can hear him. He can speak to you, but he cannot actually get corporeal ghost form. There's only one time in Clone Wars he ever showed up, and that was on like the very like the basically the planet where the Force was born. Essentially, is the best way to describe mm-hmm. it. And it's kind of debated whether it was just the Force was so powerful he could do it there and only there. Or if it was like a vision. But either way, it's only because it was on this planet that it was a thing that could happen. Hmm. Later on, even on Dagobah, which is another very high force planet, he shows, and that's where we find out, he shows he shows up as like a little ball of light to to Yoda. And is talking to Yoda. And Yoda's like, oh. Because like Yoda gets led there because Yoda's kind of like hallucinating something about like Qui-Gon related. He flies out to Dagobah. And Qui-Gon start, and that's where Qui-Gon basically lets him know, hey, there's life after death, and I can teach you guys how to do this. But I cannot form an actual, I can't form anything. It's just my voice. That's it. That is official George Lucas locked-in canon. And, and, th- and that's the thing. If you'd stuck with the actual canon, you could have probably gotten away with a lot more Liam Neeson. You could have ADR'd him wherever you needed him to be. Just have him record a bunch of lines. You're good to go. But instead, they have him just be the sassiest force ghost for all of two seconds at the very end of the final episode. That's it. That's the cameo. I'm kind of happy I didn't see it. Yeah. And in, in a canon bre- cannon-breaking moment. Oh. So, that's Obi-Wan. Oh, thank God. I'm so fucking done talking about this show. On a scale of one to five stomach stabbings. <coughs> one. Yeah. One. one. I still wish we could give less than one. Uh huh. Like, and I have to be like, I literally, so I was telling Nick before, I tried today, earlier today, I tried to rewatch, because it's been so long, I tried to rewatch the final three episodes to like refresh myself on it so that we wouldn't be as all over the place as we were. I got maybe six minutes in to episode four. I started on episode four, I got maybe six minutes in and couldn't. Had to, oh, wait, this is, this is, I'm torturing myself. I'm actively torturing myself by just playing this. Like, if you enjoyed it, awesome for you, but for me, that's, that's how us. bad it was. That's, no. That's not us. <laughs> like, it, oh, it was so bad. It was just. Oh, God, awful. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, re, all the memories that I had pushed away. Right. <laughs> I had <laughs> very all much, back. I had very much forgotten about. The one thing I will give Disney credit for with their current Marvel and Star Wars stuff it is very easy to forget everything that happened. Oh, yeah, super forgettable. Like, it's it's too easy. And I think, honestly, I almost wonder if that's an intentional tactic. Like, hey, we'll hit him with just enough member berries that they'll have a couple emotional moments, we'll make them forget the script, and all they'll remember is that they had a couple emotional moments, and that means, that translates to, yeah, I loved it. And I, I don't know if it's intentional or if they're get, getting lucky that that's what's happening, because that seems to be almost anyone who dude, likes... Dude, fucking, like, not even just Star Wars, though, no, too. That's, that's Marvel, it's dude. Star Wars, they're Marvel. But that seems to be, like, most people who like a lot of, like, not, I'm not shitting on anyone who has justifiable reasons. Hey, man, for these are just shit. opinions. We're just sharing yeah, opinions. Calm but down. But a lot of people who have liked these, that's it. The, 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 the pros that they'll give are that. Like, a couple key member-berry moments as their standouts, and that they felt good. And that's that seems to be it. And so that's that's where this theory is coming from. Is like it's it's just it's starting to feel like they're in just intentionally making everyone forget how terrible all this stuff is. Like I mean, what what was it? Doctor Strange. I had to watch that twice. Remember, just because I'm like I don't remember half the movie. I yeah. Walked out of it. I had to watch it twice. 
Thor, it's kind of the same thing. I'm kind of glad that I watched Thor a second. It was torture. I watched it with a friend because I committed to watching it with them. But the only reason I'm glad I watched it a second time is that there's things After you pick the, up. There's a well, not even that. There was there was a, there were literally entire scenes that I had forgotten. I watched this movie three days apart, and I had forgotten entire scenes from like. Yeah, when did I watch this movie last Sunday? I think so. Not even a week ago. Six I watched days it ago? Monday and then yesterday or something like that. And yeah, and I thought that he took Sif back. <laughs> so right. Yeah. I completely forgot about that shit. Uh huh. And so uh, yeah, that's gonna be a fun one. So yeah. So kind of wrapping up that. Uh, first, what are you up to? Uh, not too much. Just work. Contemplating if I'm super happy with my job. Uh, which I think all of us are doing on like almost a daily basis. Or at least most of us. Um, and then, yeah, I started playing Fallout New Vegas again. Decided to give it another try. If I enjoy it and I play to like Endgame, then I'll go into like Fallout 4 and 3. And then I will never play Fallout 76. <laughs> yeah, no. No, no, no. <laughs> um, for me, I uh, a show on Amazon that came across my radar. I've started the first episode. I liked it. So I'm hoping to watch that over the next week or two. It's called The Terminalist. Okay, I wanted to watch that Sorry, with Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Yeah. yeah. I've heard a lot of... So everyone who I've heard that liked it also liked Reacher. And everyone I heard that didn't like it didn't like Reacher. And it seems to be for a lot of the same reasons. So I'm excited. Because well, I loved Reacher. I wanted to watch it when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like kind of hesitant because Tomorrow War was really dog shit. Yes. And that was another Amazon produced action show with fucking him. People who I know that hated Tomorrow War have loved this. So this. I, I also like the Michael B. Jordan one. I can't remember the name of it. It was like a Tom Clancy-esque type mm-hmm. show. I know, yeah, I know you're talking the, about this. That Amazon remember. made, which this one kind of gave me vibes of. And, so and, I was and, like, and Amazon is, the one thing I guess I will give it credit for, is Amazon seems to be, outside of certain shows, like there's certain high budget like on everyone's radar shows, they seem to be more hands-off than other studios. Okay. And it, it feels like, so like, and I think that's why they're, they're so much more inconsistent. Which I'd rather I'd rather have inconsistent between good and bad than, than just the same consistently shit dog shit spitting in my mouth over yeah. and over again. And so, Disney. And so, yeah. So from what I've seen of the first, I'm about halfway through the first episode. I just ran out of time, and I've loved it. I've loved the first half of episode one so Ooh, far. So okay, well I'll watch it. Maybe we can do that after. Yeah, that might, that might be after like a reacher, four. like another surprise one or something. Dude, I would love to watch something I enjoy. Right? Same. <laughs> I'd love to um, do that shit. And then, uh, as as anyone else who tried to fucking the top collector's edition of God of War sold out immediately. Yep, it's gone. I'm still trying. I'm still keeping an eye on places. Um, there's been a lot of rumors and articles talking about like a strong chance of it being made available again another time. So even like one of the GameStop guys was like, honestly, I would say just kind of calling each day. There's a chance. So, we'll see. Okay. But, uh... I want one. I know so you bad. do. I just, I'm not gonna spend 700 bucks on it. Fucking A. I wouldn't. It's a $250 thing, and they people are already trying to charge, like, 700 bucks. Ugh. Ugh. So, I did pre-order... In the meantime, I did pre-order, like, the regular collector's edition, so I can at least kind of get yeah. some of the shit I want. Because, like, you get Mjolnir. It comes with a... God of War Mjolnir. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What the fuck? That's way cool. Mm-hmm. That's the statue. Is a is a replica that you can hold and wield of Mjolnir. <laughs> Damn. 
Um, so, yeah, so I'm stoked for that. At some point, getting close to that game, I'll probably replay the original God of War. Yeah, well, the, the original, original Viking God the original of War. The original remake. The Norse, yeah, yeah. The Norse ones. The, just because, you know, to kind of refresh going into the new one. Uh, but yeah, so in the meantime, kind of back on Sea of Thieves a bit. Nice. And, uh, and that show are, are kind of my things. And then... Working? Yeah, working a ton. Bartending four days now. Woo! So, a lot of fun. That's awesome, man. I'm hyped. All right, everyone. So, yeah, so our, our, our tentative plan is uh, on Wednesday. So, in less than a week, we're going to do Thor. And then after that, we're going to we'll be go going... We'll go bi-weekly. So, yeah, bi-weekly or every second and fourth. We'll figure that out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, it's, not gonna, it's not like we're going to, like, leave you hanging. Correct. Yeah, so, yeah. Get so, in the Discord if you want updates. Yeah, so, yeah, links are all below. We have a Twitter page. We have a Discord. We have a Reddit that I'm really bad about updating. So, the, be- the two best places would be Twitter or Discord. Or, honestly, my Instagram, because I do post when we go live, at the very least. So those, those are going to be the three places. Those are all linked below. Give us a, you know, whatever your platform, give us a follow, give us a join. Hey, thank you. And, uh, and then you'll I love get those, you. Those, those quick and easy notifications when we go up. Plus, just on here, you know, follow us on here. But just those those give us a better... Uh, Discord. Yeah, Discord is the best. Like, if, if we ever have to delay something, Discord is the number one place we pop those followed closely by Twitter. But then as far as when we go live, you know, follow, just follow us on YouTube. Yeah. Come bullshit. In Discord you, uh, too. That's a fun place to just bullshit. Yeah. Rebecca and bloodhound are in there. Yep. It's, it's not. Yeah. It's definitely not something we take super seriously. So that doesn't mean coming and be a fuck though. <laughs> yeah. Only Nick gets to do that. Only I get to be a fuck in our discord. <laughs> um, I think that's it. All right, man. Hey, well, thank you. Another one under the belt. Thank you. I love you. We love you all. Have a good one. All right. Bye. Bye.